Good morning. Good morning or afternoon or whatever time it is for you. Hello. What episode number is this, Jana? 70. 70. Is this a not safe for work podcast? It is a not safe for work podcast. So if you're new here, put in your earbuds or shoo the children out the door. Um, I do have a child home growing up. Mm-hmm. And so if I suddenly disappear, uh, just carry on without me. I'll be right back. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Jenna, do the shout outs. Can you do them? I you can ready? Do them. Ready, do them. ready and go. So, uh, maybe I can't do them. Jeepers. Boza Balls is here. Multiplayer Morphs is here. Smoky Mountain Balls. Bree. Uh, Bree. Um, Forward Motion. Constricted. Constrictor Connection. Marshall. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Stone Age. He is a sponsor. BNS Reptilia, also a sponsor. Hello. Podcast whore. He's here, to, he's here to give us a failing grade. Ooh, who else is scared? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is here. PCF uh, Fuddy Royals. Lorga. Lori Gray, also a sponsor. Hey, Lori. Um, Richard is here. Super Snake Syndicate. Lindsay, Jason, Andrew, also a sponsor. Holly's here. Stan. <sighs> Warfels. Baby. And Patricia. Hello and good morning, everyone. Uh, hopefully the baby, I'm assuming it's a human baby, mm, is safe. And mom is safe, too. Wait, what happened? Didn't you read that? I did not. Oh, like he's at the hospital like she's going to deliver? I know this is exciting. Wait. <laughs> Let's get what? a live update. <laughs> live updates? You better keep How many centimeters? Updates. I was just going to say that. Are we allowed to ask? You should probably get consent before yeah, you Yeah, way consent. Um, but yes, please give us gory overshared details this is very exciting do you know what you're having girl or boy twins whatever please comment below <sighs> that's very exciting that made I my know. day <laughs> congratulations there's it's so happy i mean it's scary happy. but it's happy oh i gotta sit still sorry guys i'm getting used to this green screen and so i may like i will see how it goes <laughs> The green screen looks nice. Everybody in the chat type W for when for Jana's green screen. <laughs> Who else came in? I think some of the... Billy came in. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. Uh, Lou's here. Lilac Hollow. I, mean, I think we're like name, name friends. Hair Hollow, Lilac Hollow. Same difference. And Waffles yep. is very excited. Oh my yep. gosh. His wife probably didn't consent to details, no, but I'm still waiting no. for the dilation count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised people don't like have like a, a live stream with like a, a counting clock that like, <laughs> where the nurse will come you in. You just wait another another five years and that'll totally be Look a at thing. all these W's. Like, w, 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 w. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being in the chat. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, we're just chatting. So if you have any dumb questions, we're going to do um, the, the like a normal sort of update for Arlington. And then we'll do like a slightly more formal FAQ section at the end. So if you want to skip that because it's like boring, that'll be ripped and put as a YouTube video so people can find it. But so we'll just be chatting now and then a little bit more formal later. Lori, just for the record, he put it in the comments. I did not blast it out. This was his consent. Oh, we got an update. She's at four oh, centimeters and they're having a little play. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That, yeah, four centimeters. That means she can get her epidural if she if she wants it. Right. No judgment. No judging ever. Any hopefully she's getting the whatever she wants, however right. she wants. The birth but... experience of her dreams. Yes. <laughs> Women, we're so weird. I don't trust any of us. <laughs> okay. I think we have sponsors. Did you think that? And I think they fired us. <laughs> I believe it. All right. First sponsor, Ral. Thank you, Ral, for the code hashtag shit happens, which is $5 off a crypto panel, which we'll be talking about later. Uh, sort of how to buy from them, how to swab for them and how to send swaps back to them. So if you're ever like, I'm not sure how. We'll talk about it explicitly, but use this code for a very generous $5 off a $25 crypto panel. BetDNA.com, everybody. And who else are our sponsors? Jana, do you know? I do know. Excellent. Look at his shirt. Look at his shirt. I know that's why I said it to you. He's wearing our shirt. Also, Shane Kelly, Small Town Exotics. He got snakes in from another sponsor uh, we're making BNS connections Rex between we are making connections i think it was because of our podcast i think it was too. that he got into a new kind of snake right he said he always wanted them and he was like sounds good chris okay. has some nice okay. guy good quality so chris still has some i think on his work market so no but no, this see, video boas, tell me right? about it Janet. they're boas right <laughs> I, yes. I don't know you you tell me what are they they're t the tarahumara the like yeah Mexican dwarf yeah it's never signal. gonna nope i'm like yep boas <laughs> <laughs> i got the right species right or is that not the right species it's the right genus genus i got the right genus there we go um Sorry, I was reading the comments. Yes, so wearing our shirt, those of you that are saying in the comments that you want a shirt, I'm gonna do a pre-order here in the next like month or so. Um, and we will be ordering a bunch and sending them out to those who want them. And um, if you want one right now and you don't wanna wait, if you go to my Instagram, there is a link tree to our Teespring where you can order them now and have it shipped directly to you. That is where uh, Shane Kelly got his shirt. Mm -hmm. so yeah so you can like order off of teespring if you want it but if you want it, like pre-sized or whatever um we'll we'll get it running inventory eventually it's just shirts are hard to keep the right inventory for correct yes because everyone's a different beautiful shape no matter what shape they are and all shapes are welcome yeah fuck yeah all right thank you shane he's got these cool snakes and he got a secret snake that i know about I don't think I'm allowed to spoil it. That's I don't know about it. Rude. Rude. It'll be, it'll be coming out as a YouTube video. 
to favoritism. You guys see in this favoritism right now? I see it. I do. No, and it's from a cool guy. No, no spoilers. But look for another snake. Um, and he did a Knoxville show this weekend. Um, and he did pretty good again. Mostly selling leopard geckos. Awesome. Um, so congratulations for making them monies. And he'll be doing Tenley March. March. Splitting it with Great Brawls of Fire. So thank you, Shane. Small Town Exotics. Check them out all over the internet. Who's next, Jana? I should look at my notes. <laughs> You're supposed to be doing the ad read. I know. I totally am. <clears throat> Powerhouse Pythons. His girls are getting ready to go. He's got a beautiful pipe there that he's showing. Also, he is going to be the official Pacific Northwest distributor for Gopher Cocoa for Mutation Creation. Oh. And he will be getting his first couple of pallets in March. So if you are local and in the Pacific Northwest and you want to try out Billy's Cocoa, he's going to be your guy. And I am definitely going to be trying it. So maybe we'll do like a review or something mm -hmm. on the podcast. And so thank you for sponsoring the podcast, Andrew. And I look forward to that, that cocoa. Mm -hmm. And? And Stone Age Ball Pythons. Um, he was on King of the Hill and would like all of our listeners, if you would, to go over to that. It should be linked in the show notes um and give him a is vote by link in the show notes it isn't i will need to link it i oh, did some of them i didn't do i fucked up because life <clears throat> sorry well you guys should be able to find it anyway go vote for him so he can win this i think it's up for another week um but go over yeah. and comment stone age for us so we can get him a win put it in the chat it's in the chat yeah go do it right now I don't know why and then his contest is still going right Yes, his con uh, contest is still going. It's until he gets 1,300 subscribers. He has about 700. This is his new account because his old account went viral. So this um, picture graph is on his old account that has the 200K um, followers. And so he's created a new one for snake-only content. And so he's trying to get the, the followers up. And so at 1,300, he'll do this giveaway. And he also has another one in the pipeline that he'll do after this one so make sure you go and follow the instructions um on his main page and it'll tell you where his new page is so that we can get that giveaway going and mm -hmm. get on to the next one too and if you don't have sensor pushes or some sort of you know push notification temperature tracking i don't know what the hell you're doing because <laughs> it like makes you sleep at night right right they're amazing mm -hmm. is what she's trying to say yeah i'm into it for sure um, we had some people come in. I think Leviathan, Leviathan four three, SSV. Welcome everybody. I won't go find all of them. Thank you for showing up. Hopefully, we're uh, normal people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, very quickly, I'll be in the Reptile Nation Expo April first and second. Uh, April Fool's Day, maybe. Uh, who knows what I'll fool you with? I'll you'll I'll sell you a corn snake, but it's actually a black mamba. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Surprise! Um, Pack Northwest. I will be there. Uh, Hillsboro 
April 22nd and 23rd. Um, they also just dropped some new dates. They are adding two shows to their show circuit going from four to six. Um, we have yet to hear the location or venue of those, but we are very excited that they are adding two more two day shows. So I will keep you updated once I have information on that, but very exciting, very exciting times. It just proves that uh, the Northwest show circuit is doing very alive good. and well. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, not so much, but the Northwest is doing. Yeah. The Northwest great. is, is doing great. And then what was the North? They, they're so, so similarly named, but this is a different show circuit. The what Northwest Reptile Expo in Monroe uh, is May 13th. Um, but Pack Northwest just announced a show for the same weekend. Oh! So I don't know if they are absorbing this rep, this one. I don't know. There are no details yet, but it is literally for the same weekend as this show. And I would rather do a two-day show than a one-day show. So I will probably be doing be doing a pack northwest depending on the location so i'm waiting for more details to come out once i know you guys will know all right excellent work we've done it you were on uh jared's show let's talk about that real quick i was i did um, watch it it seemed fun you did watch it were you in the on the live or you no you weren't on the live no <laughs> So I was late because in my brain, I had it at four. So I was like, oh, I just had to be on by 3.30. It was actually at three. Jana. I don't know. I just can't. I can't. I can't handle anything. I cannot be responsible for even five minutes. I'm just hot mess express all the time. Anyway, so I had like wet shower hair, no makeup, but it was totally it was chill. It was so hot. It was it was really chill and laid back. And I feel like it was a different kind of conversation, which was refreshing. And I feel like we had some really good conversations. Um, so if you missed that, please check it out. Uh, Forward Motions YouTube page. Is that in the show notes? <sighs> You're asking me important questions. I, I put the like positivity corner ones, but I didn't put the like just chatty topic. So I can put it in the show notes. But you guys should already be subscribed, right? So you shouldn't. It was in the show notes for last week. <laughs> oh, okay. But I yeah. can also put it in the, the chat right now. Jared does a good job, and I know he does uh, a great job. Will William, wherever you are, you're going to review people. But I think I don't know. To me, I, there's too many kinds of shows that are different to different people and have value. Yeah. So I don't know how you would make a criteria, except for like good audio good video like those are obviously you would want to excel those yeah like professionalism or quality professional quality i don't know well I, i'm a little nervous about this so <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> like there are some podcasts that are technically nice but they aren't my favorite but then there's right. some that are technically less nice but like there's a content superiority or whatever that i like better so then it's like and, and a lot well, of it's, it's subjective. So yes, he's the podcast whore, but you guys got to remember that this is his opinion. I don't know. I still work under the the basis is like, if you feel like you have something to say, then make a podcast and do it. Like if people like it, they'll listen. And I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with the fact that we have a whole bunch. You just can pick and choose what works for you. And I think that there's room in the space. Um, I feel like it's getting more attention to the hobby i feel like people are putting themselves out there i feel like it's good and so hopefully this isn't super negative 
And I just think that it shouldn't deter anybody from putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, and I think the, the format itself is easier to get into than like a very well edited YouTube video with like a, a script. That's why yeah. people do it. Cause like a conversation is natural for a human monkey. Yeah. But we're all human monkeys. <sighs> Good luck, Will. <laughs> Take luck. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't do it because my reviews would make me a, a complete fucking bitch. Okay. <laughs> oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those reviews. Uh, I'm trying to like be a nice person in 2023. It's extremely difficult, actually. Okay. Arlington. Whoa. Where I heard she skipped out on y'all all. <laughs> she managed to avoid all the licking, all the hugs, everything. I didn't avoid anything. Nobody found me somehow. So like an Easter egg hunt. I just was like, I tagged in the Discord. I'm like, I'm here. So come get me for licking or whatever you need to do. <laughs> and nobody talked to me the whole time. So Sean was wrong. I am not. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, she totally avoided you, Lindsay. I, I, I don't know not. what to tell you. Like, what the heck? I even did a live. If anybody wants to watch on my Instagram, we, we arrived. I walked around the first time. And then I was like, this is boring. <laughs> so we oh, went outside. You missed the grace to their sponsors. Come on. <laughs> they left. They had a, a Roger has a job. He's starting a new job, so they decided to leave early on Sunday morning. To oh, that's uh, yeah, I would have hung out, but like I guess that's that's the answer that I didn't know is if you're gonna go one day, you really should go Saturday, because every all like Brian Cusco and uh, Dave Kaufman, they were there on Saturday only, basically, and then like went tonight to bed after the auction went to bed in and the morning. then flew away <laughs> on sunday yeah <laughs> well it probably was the morning let's be yeah, honest no, i was being honest the dude bros like to drink it up at the shows <laughs> yeah no offense so, guys you do your thing so like i think that's a pro tip that i don't think anybody talks about is if you're going to go to a national show just as like a fun attendee don't even bother going on sunday it was dead when i was there uh <laughs> She was too scared. Her resting bitch face is real scary. I'm telling you. You just got to push right through it and elbow I know. What were you doing? Lick her face. And then you'll (laughs) be besties. That's totally what I did. And see, now we have a podcast together. I even told you to come find me in the Discord. What are you doing? She was too chicken. That's all right. And I was was there for literally hours just like walking around anywhere. I And also, this is a funny story. I talked to John Feely and he like acted like he didn't know who I was. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so I walked away. And then last night or maybe two nights ago, he messaged me like, he's like, you were at Arlington? You literally like, had a conversation. You're drunk right now. We're, you need to go <laughs> home. <laughs> he's like, I couldn't remember. Oh, crap. That's low. <laughs> Party started early for John Feely. <laughs> and kept going all day. I don't know what he was doing. They even like canceled the like inline bar. I was like, where's that at? So I, I don't they know. They canceled what it because Saturday got too wild. I don't know. I'm scared of the shows. There were still people like 
national brand people hanging out uh, that weren't vendors the day of, but they all looked pretty sleepy, so I left them alone. Um, yeah, then, so note to self, Saturday, got it. Saturday. I think, and I think since Tenley's bigger, maybe more people stay longer on Sunday because they have more to walk around and do. But Arlington's pretty small, so Saturday specifically. Snake Discovery was there for the first time. Wow, I bet there was a line out the door just to say hi to them. So my understanding is the uh, Saturday was the highest Arlington like door numbers ever. Whoa. Snake Discovery. That's why I said she's more popular than your mom, who's popular behind the Applebee's dumpster. Yeah, she <laughs> is amazing and she's doing such amazing things for the hobby. And I just I would be in that line fangirling so hard. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't the realize they day, were gonna be there because they normally go to Tinley. They did the like uh we're going to Arlington, dress up like a pirate video like two weeks ago, but it wasn't like a lot of lead time if someone wasn't going to go otherwise. Right. So I don't know what happened there. I think but... they do that on purpose, not too much lead time. Like, hey, if you're already going to be there, but please, crazy people don't go just for us. So the crazy people did go just for them. Oh, so for sure. on, on Saturday, they had them set up inside of the venue and it's smaller. So the line ended up going through the, the and then out and then oh, I've seen videos um, now people bring them meals because they literally don't leave the line all I don't day. know how she does it I don't know either and she's happy the whole time she's happy I, the whole time I'm not happy either one time yes so, I don't know. so awesome and I really love her husband too I just think they're great people um, but yeah if I if they're at next Arlington that I'm at woo, I'm totally gonna go and say hi so it was such a line and so many humans. Wait, are they going to have media passes at the next one? Because I wonder if they'd talk to us if we had a media pass and we wouldn't have to wait on the big line. Are we media? We're media. Okay. Come on, we're media. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we deserve a media pass. Okay, so the line was so long, people were getting mad. Some people were, like, happy because, like, the, the people in line would be, like, forced to look at their product. If their product wasn't what a snake discovery person would have wanted, they weren't like you know high end ball python, right? So they were like inhibiting the flow of normal buyers from coming up. So there was a bit of a kerfuffle, and then they had to move snake discovery out into the like front hallway yeah. and have her own snake discovery zone and yep. line. They do. So they that have to do that at correct. a lot of shows, right? Yeah. And they do that better at Tinley on purpose. But Tinley, they, they get to... their like own corner. Yes. And so they can like do like three rows of people waiting and it like zigzags and they have their booth too so that they can sell shirts and stuff. Like it's, it's set up like they're used to having the right. famous I discovery. think they weren't sure how many people were going to show up and they turned out for them. Oh, it's so, and literally they stand there for 12 hours and there are still right. people that they have to turn away. It's Yeah, Lori unreal. and Lindsay and Ray were all there. So, so like it hurt some people and helped other people. And when I interviewed people on Sunday, casually, they were like, my buddy did nothing and it was pissed. Or like my buddy did $4,000 just in hog wow. noses and is pumped. It sort of depends on like the proximity and the, what was on your table. So that, that like complicates like the, like 
metric of what how good the show is or whatever. Because uh, Emily's the the force of nature that is Snake Discovery was there changing like the balance of people, but it's fine because they moved them out the next day so people could mill around. But I just thought it was like super dead on Sunday. I was like surprised in terms right, of. So- it would have been fine on Sunday for them to be in the show, but it's probably right. always good that they have their own section because they are like super famous. Millions and millions of people watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Jeremy said she's so tall. Yeah, she's over six foot. She's very tall. She's like mm-hmm. model thin and model tall, like very She's like tall. Galadriel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess they were at Pomona and nobody cared. <laughs> I'm sure they loved that. that's crazy they didn't even said he was just eating lunch by him and nobody came up and said that they knew who they were i saw them on sunday and i I thought about it and i was like i'm not gonna add to her suffering oh i'm sure sunday they are a lot more um i'm sorry but we have to shop for our store and our zoo and our personal collection i didn't see her walking around at all on sunday she was trapped she was like this is bullshit Oh, so she didn't even get to shop or anything? Maybe she sent her, like, helpers. They had, like, a, a couple of tables of shirts and, like, merch or whatever. And I didn't see Ed out there either, but they had other people at their table helping even more. So maybe they sent them. I'm not sure. It it was just, it was cool to see them from a distance and be like, Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was there, I'd be one of those cool people that brings them coffee and food and yeah. maybe like one of those squishy mats to stand on. <laughs> mm-hmm. She must have been so tired. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like mentally, it takes probably like three weeks to recover. Well, I think she's an extrovert because she likes to go and do like um, reptile no, she, Marshall says she was bought some stuff from Tim Bailey's booth. I just missed her. Was that on Saturday or Sunday? They usually buy Sunday afternoon. Maybe I was busy being a weirdo at the ARS booth. Yeah. We have 60 people watching right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you are here and you're not a subscriber, make sure you subscribe. If you are here and you have not commented, that's okay. You can be incognito, but drop a like, guys, okay? Yes, please. And the Marshall says some vendors were very happy and one sold out to the line. Do you remember which vendor or what they were selling, Marshall? He's gonna so like the line placement was like very important to. Uh... And Marshall was at Tim Bailey's booth again, hanging out. He went down to get the the super secret source of Missouri 6F. Is that going from... out or? No, he just that guy there sells him cheap. I've never cheap, seen cheap. them that Oh, cheap. that's the one you were telling me where you're like, so, I'm going to go buy like 30 Marshall's bags. Marshall's smart. He like flew down. He was going to rent like a like a U-Haul, buy a pallet and drive it back to Colorado. I Maybe that's not smart. I don't know. But like that was just how he was going to ru- run his show. A vodka and coffee. Oh, I love that. I will de- definitely be bringing her a, a hot toddy. <laughs> Marshall said small stuff like corns. Yeah, the, the pet... People were there in force, but it's not really a show that's catered to to them. It's very much a ball python boutique show. Well, maybe they're going to change that environment because they bring in the pet keepers. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about my favorite part of the show. (sighs) It's amazing. It's amazing. 
amazing. I've been waiting for this. It feels like my whole life. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love it. Ah! Sorry. The okay, best I'm part done. is that you could like I don't I mean, you know this, but like grow up hog noses, grow up corn snakes. They're in this size for like a long time. Forever. Yes. So because they have the white tubs that are opaque too, I was like I was like fingering the hole, you know, <laughs> to see if they could get out. Yeah, I was like, and he's like, I see what you're doing. And so he brought the white tub out and show, and put it in there. I'm like, that's a tight <gasps> you're the fit. reason the white tub was there. Yeah, because it wasn't there tight- normally. I've never can't seen you it. Tighten it to make the so if you tighten the screws then it makes the, the gap. Maybe, but I don't want to finger a hole that's not, you know, real tight, adequate. Yeah, it better be real tight. Mm-hmm. And so I was wrong. I said that I thought they were the same, like, frame width as the uh, 5540s. They're not. They're wider. But that's why they made another big hatchling one. So you could do, like, half little ones and half big ones on the same base if you wanted to mix levels. MVP right here. MVP of the Arlington show, everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Where's my Dave Kaufman's award? I haven't yes. seen his award video, but this is the, the animal that needs an award. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. everyone was worried about like, you couldn't screw, it was too hard to screw them in. But the the rails are just in two pieces per level. They're not like an individual rail for every tub. Like the four rails that you get for the big tubs is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, so, th- so it's just like Yeah, two... that would be nuts. Yes. It's so it's actually piece. great. Let's go with great, great. and awesome. And the price and... is pretty great too. Yeah, the price was $24.95, I think. Something like that. It's so awesome. And they also had uh, hybrid style, uh, the 80 series tubs. As you would put like, you know, a really big female ball python or a grow out boa. And that makes them much cheaper. And I actually like these a lot. I think we should probably be encouraging ball python people to use these. Because you put a hide in there and then you have like the balance between like a Natural, you can actually see your five thousand dollar snake. God yeah. forbid you want oh to see gosh. it. Oh my gosh, I need one of those for my uh acid male clown, he's so beautiful, right? If they're an outgoing snake that tolerates whatever 80 series, Billy, awesome. when you get it, please do a full video on it like all the curves and all the things, and a video of you like putting it together, unless you're getting it already put together and just shipped to you. But either way, we got to see all, all the curves. Mm-hmm. And he said that it wasn't supposed to be, it was hitting the website in March. Oh, I'm sure so that's Billy pretty has soon. The, like inside. Pre- called him in to get a, an early one. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, 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 I was turned on. Let's just be honest. I'm I, a little turned on and it's just a picture. So mm-hmm. um, Billy said that they will be doing a full video um, when they get theirs. I just don't <laughs> need one right this second. So the- I was... The big Billy 200. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My husband. uh, No, I I need other other sizes. He's lamenting already. Losing out on the money. (laughs) I want one, but I already have the black boxes. So unless I sell them. Would you get rid of the black boxes for them? 
Um, or do, or the, I don't know. The black boxes I, are fine. The black boxes are fine. I probably won't get one until I finish college, and then I'll probably get one because the black boxes are pretty. Um, are those equivalent to the FB eights or the FB fives? Mm, five. The five, but they're so, longer. But so um, like they're the same width, but longer than a five. To that's, me, that's good. Um, just that mine has such versatility that I could put the the short thirty fives, or I could put two of the eights, yes. or I can put three of the uh, fives, and I really like that versatility based on like how small I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for now, that's gonna work. But it's so hot, and if that had come out first, I probably would have bought that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean that's that is true. My thing is like fire safety. Like the the metal protecting the flex watt is the safest thing I've ever oh absolutely seen. I like the black box too, but it, one day they will all be uh more safe fire safe versions. Longer and wider size matters, everybody. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, there were okay, just like composition of the show. It was still mostly ball pythons. Um. Which is fine, whatever. But like, I was looking for certain people. Like, Gecko Pia wasn't there because I wanted to look at his geckos. Uh, the dry mark on seller from last time wasn't there. That made me sad. And I, uh, there was what's his last name? Russell Dabbitts, uh, like a exclusively corn snake vendor. But he had a bunch of snakes on his table with no prices. Like Russell, I didn't. If get to you talk have to him. ask, you cannot afford it. That is, I can afford it. It's a corn keep on walking. <laughs> and then I was looking for Dion's rat snakes. As always, it's like my mission in life. None, but that's the wrong show to buy stuff like that. Hey, if you guys have any, message Jessica. I want good ones though. Black oh, ones, the wrong way. Red Hang ones, on. weird ones. I need to get them from Germany. Just like do an import. Um, who else was there that was a different... Oh, Clutch was there as Clutch, not as... Canova. Canova. But they left at, like, noon. And I was like, okay. Guess I won't look at Clutch then. Yeah, you're there on the wrong day. (laughs) Um, I don't know why they left. When then they want to promote their product to me or people who come on Sunday. Yeah, Justin. Come on. Um, <laughs> Super Snake Syndicate said that it's almost the same design as Pack Rats. At Pack Racks. I would love to hear if he's commented on on that. He doesn't. This isn't like a hanger, the way his is with like the detachable top. Well, and his is like yeah, like you can take the whole thing out and stuff. So it is still different. And there's still space in the market for him, but I think it will. Yeah, definitely hurt I think it's business. very different. Because he his whole thing is like the modularity and the moving tops. This yeah. is obviously not. You couldn't use. It's just different enough to me that I think they're fine. That's just me though. Um. So I was trying to get a table. Remember, I was told to find a, a hot redhead. Mm-hmm. Did you find her? her. <gasps> was she hot? Yeah, but okay. I didn't get a table. <laughs> What? All so I did all the work of promises like going on Sunday and like a vo- and missing like all the cool parts of the show for no reward. Yeah, and I was a little let down. So I, they're like, even though you have corns and boas, like it didn't right. Get you she the looked end? at me and she's like, 
I wrote like livestock on there. I guess I should have been more specific, but it, but they you put they livestock. She probably thought you meant like cows. No, she knows what that means because it would be like dry goods versus livestock. To me, she should know. And she's like, if you're an exclusive ball python breeder, you're never getting in. And I was like, I'm not. So go look at my. They asked for your like Instagram and website and stuff. Oh, okay. Just like Reptile Nation does too. They like confirm if you're lying if you <laughs> breed too many ball pythons. And she's like, if you breed ball pythons, they'll just yell at us for bringing in another ball python vendor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fair. Absolutely. Well, but you I hadn't planned on bringing ball pythons at all, had you? I'll bring whatever they want me to bring. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let me in the door, please. I just wanted to do like have a base camp for future podcasts or interviews. Oh, look, I wasn't lying. Speak of the devil. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's owning it. Good for you. Good for you. I take back all the mean, terrible things I said earlier. <laughs> no, I, I just said there was probably too teasing. much human meat in there and, to, and he confused them all together. And he's like, yeah, there were so you many know, pirates. I'm like, I'm like that at legit. shows too. It's just like such an overwhelming, overstimulating environment that I just kind of get dumb. And so mm -hmm. like people come up to me all the time who I know, who I like talk to all the time online, but I don't interact with a lot in person. And they'll be talking to me like we're best friends. And because I'm on the podcast, Lots of listeners come up to me and do that. And so they know I, everything about you. And my whole life story. So I just assume that it's somebody I've never met before or anything. And it's like people come up to me and I'm just like, oh, I knew you. Like later I realize, oh, that's who that was. And then I feel like a complete idiot. Yeah, it's shows are hard because your brain is not wired to look at that many faces. Um, so I respect John. That's OK. We'll have a, a real conversation where you remember who I am. Next time. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you didn't have any like merch on because that's just weird. No, I was wearing my like um, Orient Society turtle shirt because I'm a fucking nerd. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't wearing like me branding or. Yeah, right. I, I don't think you should. I think that would be kind of dorky. Listen, I'm okay with being dorky. I just like. Like uh, in my like polo shirt with ASM and holdback rack. I just feel like that's extra <laughs> yeah maybe not for like an away show or like wrap your you know buddies or whatever i've done that too wrap my buddies oh rep rep your buddies i thought you're talking I mean, about you can wrap them too <laughs> i'm like what oh we are real friends but we're like real life friends like i know who you are so i know who you are when you talk to me but the first time you talked to me i it took me a minute to put two and two together but now we're real friends so i know who mm -hmm. you are but other people like it was bad and i was just like yeah. apparently john provides 0.4 second experiences in the elevator <laughs> holy man whoa. whoa all right i need details later Lindsay. <laughs> uh next time i will get a hotel room because i need more time to like talk to people and have let people find me or get the courage to find me marissa what the heck and then so I didn't get a table because they, they they let you fill out a form, but they wait until all the vendors obviously can sign up. And they're like, are there any left? And the answer was no. By the time, even though I got there at 12, gave my form, they're like, we're not checking until three to see if you even have a table. And they're like, Rude. you don't have a table. Rude. <laughs> right. It's fine. Well, uh, I think it's funny that um, Sean was like, oh, you're going to get a table and everybody's going to fangirl you. And I was just like, bullshit on that bullshit. And I was totally right. So right, there's too many humans there that are more exciting. Like I, uh, 
I, and that's cool too, or whatever, but nobody really cares about anybody because we're all just humans. It's fine. Except for um, Snake, you know, Snake's Discovery. They're not humans. They're uh, Galadriel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Galadriel, for sure. I think Hot. she appreciates that reference a lot because she's super nerdy. It's great. Yeah. If you're one of those women that's tall and willowy, you just like hit the genetic lottery. So you really did, but they don't blessed. think so. They always feel like it's so funny. They're always like, I stick out, and I'm like, No, tradesies, trades. Yeah, have you watched here. Sailor Moon? Let's talk about that body type that only exists in I have 1.5% of the humans in the world. All right, that was mo most of what. What did he just offer you a table? Oh, sorry, we've touched it at the same time. Oh, Stop god, it. all right, you touch it. <laughs> no, you touch it. No, I don't want to touch it. Sorry, guys. Oh, we're operator mess. error. Uh, yeah, yes, please. And Marshall also kindly offered us a table at Tenley, but we're we suck at going to Tenley, but this one would be easier and more. Arlington is better for us i think thank yes. you marshall thank you john love you mm. oh, all the love guys because rude so rude the redhead is rude <laughs> no she was nice she's just like oh I was uh, just you I guys are her. this is a full-ass show bitch this is I'm a like, full-ass okay. show and i hate all ball python breeders <laughs> it's so funny it's, it's, so many other things like so many other you should have just not put livestock it confuses people when you talk technical you gotta just i need like, a show where i can sell ball pythons though let's be honest uh, it's not gonna be arlington babe and it's not gonna be reptile nation so oh you're not even allowed to bring them i think you can but i'm not going to because i'm a good person oh okay you should just ask and say you know, i only bringing mostly... signed up for one table on purpose to see oh, if i could okay. like run in small so i I could like force the issue and like stick one in the display, but that would mess up my biosecurity protocol. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, I'll just bring mm -hmm. corn snakes. I have a ton of those. Okay. Uh, that's it. Anybody have any questions about Arlington? Arlington's <laughs> Warful dropped out. I wonder if his wife is progressing. <clears throat> I haven't seen him in a while. Sorry. That's like literally all I can think about right now. Don't worry about other people's cervixes on the show live. Too much. A little bit. Oh, come on. It's exciting. Okay. All right, let's do our second ad break. Hang on, my little person is coming. Nope. Hey. Are you clicking it too? He's still here. She might. It's not safe near Jana at this time. <laughs> I know. Who knows? Are you still muted? Apparently, this is a thing that's happening right now. All right, that's um, okay. We we'll do the ad our... read. All right. Okay. Bravo Zulu. Miss Eileen, our um, woman veteran breeder, who is also a college student. She is doing her. Um, Oh, my brain just went blank. <sighs> anyway, um, she is our amazing sponsor, and we're so excited to have her 
um, sponsoring us, you know, woman power and all that. She also runs a incredible um, women only ball python breeding group, which is a mm-hmm. very positive, wonderful place. Um, it was everything my first season, like literally like the nicest place. They never rip you to shreds for how you're doing something. They're always just like compliment sandwiches in with advice. And it's just, it's a really great place to be. So if you're not there and you're a woman breeder, you need to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you, Eileen, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Eileen. Um, And then Chris, he gets another shout out because he was shouted out at the beginning because he's a sneaky MF and said a speak to Shane. Um, he is uh, rocking the Mr. Mom while putting Hell together yeah. his ARS. That's what we like to see. Yes, it is. So mm-hmm. um, if you would like to look into any other species that I don't know the names of, check mm-hmm. him out because he's got boas, but they're like locality boas, right? Yeah, sometimes you just need a, a compact boa instead of a big boa. What if yes. it's too much work? Get a little one. And then I missed them. And it almost you, happened. Um, they were at Arlington. <clears throat> Lori, if you're still here, comment below if you found your Hurricane Lori, because p- people want to know, inquiring mm-hmm. minds and all. So they have a bunch of incredible VPI Azanthic Pied Project snakes on their morph market so if you are in that project and need a snake hit them up they're a really great family run business um very safe for work <laughs> uh, so family safe. friendly um so check them out if you're involved in that project and thank you for sponsoring thank you everybody a jewel? Yeah. Boop. all right let's do movie madness we've missed it for a, a long time we have missed it for a long time. Movie madness. So I was trying anime again because yeah. Jessica can just not handle that. I don't just absolutely I, I can't love handle it. it. No. Um, Here's the book movie. It was Wolf Children. <clears throat> yeah. So I watched Wolf Children and I liked it a lot better than Princess Mononoke. Um, also, we discovered that if Jessica and I have like a little... I don't know, like book club meeting after I watch anime and we have like a deeper discussion about it that I enjoy it more after the fact and discussing like the true meaning and stuff. And so we had a little like powwow after and had a really great discussion about um, like the film's layers of meaning and, you know, women power and single moms. I don't know. It just, it seemed a lot more fitting and applicable to me than the other one did. I don't know. I just, it was a great movie. I cried. Hell I yeah. laughed. I cried. I, you know, I I connected a lot more with this one. To me, Wolf Children is a is a good movie yeah. for someone who doesn't like anime and thinks anime is just about uh, yeah. screaming and power ups or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is not about that uh, at all. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's very good. So if people are like, I don't I don't like anime. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, tr- try Wolf Children. It has a very good English dub. Sometimes the dubs ruin stuff. But no, it was has... very good. It yeah, this one's very good. At all. Yeah, I didn't even notice that it was dubbed, and that's saying a lot. So I usually mm-hmm. don't like anything that's dubbed. It was very Check it out. It has furry Check porn in it. It does have furry porn. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> all right. 
Shannon then, was a team player watching that. I was. So um, if you have recommendations for next week, comment below. Um, and then we'll actually, I, I just let Jessica pick this last one. Are you going to go play? Oh, of course not. Um, I let Jessica pick this time. So if you have recommendations, any genre um, besides pornography, sorry guys, um, comment below. Lori said, uh, no, she did not get Hurricane Lori. We're still looking for a Hurricane male. Only saw females at Arlington. Bummer, dude. Bummer. So if you have a Hurricane male for sale, hit up the Grays. They are desperately looking so they can create Hurricane Lori. I'm very excited about this. I'm invested. I'm invested. There's a spot nose calico blitz, which, you know, for me, you think they're the same on work market now who i think is very attractive because it's like the best of spots you can just say it's a hurricane it's fine <laughs> that's like the coral glow and the like lesser wink. butter yeah hard wink all right <laughs> your kid is having fun he's super extra today guys um and then positivity promos we haven't done in a couple of weeks but um ev- Ebony and Ivory were on the news doing some positive reptile promotion, um, which is great for the entire hobby. So congrats to them for getting out there. And um, yeah, it's I love it when normies get like a positive of any kind reptile experience. So if you haven't seen that, head on over to their Instagram and watch that. It's just really well done. um, And we appreciate anything like that. So that's our positivity. Um, Also, Bomb City Balls wanted us to shout out a new um, YouTuber podcaster. Um, just YouTube. You just YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Brian Child Mutations is a new YouTuber. So if you it's haven't... definitely brain, but that's oh, okay. Sorry, I'm reading on a little screen and I've got a baby in my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes it better. It is. It's so great. Um, anyway, if you haven't checked him out, give him a try. See if you if it's for you. Yeah, he's good um, at talking, unlike us. So, like, that's a pro. Fight. Anyway, like, so those are just, our positivity fight. promos. Like, people trying to do good things out there. If you have positivity, uh, if you see something really positive or you notice that someone's hit a certain mile marker or is having their first clutch or Warfels having a baby, you know, things baby. like that. That's a positive uh, corner. Anything positive, skill free, even if it's not about you. If you just see it in the hobby, please message it to me. Um, with a link or tell me where I can find it um, and we will keep a running tally and shout out a couple a week yeah um, no problem they're doing awesome yeah wow. they're doing incredible things good job like literally we should we need a soundboard where we can go ah, I was looking into yay. it I'm working on it I just don't know when it's gonna happen oh well, you gonna leave good job um so also anyway, you see something you has a positivity corner and we copied them on accident. Yeah, Balls so has positivity know. corner too, and mutation creation has a positivity thing. And um, well, more positivity is good. More yeah. positivity is good. We've spoken to both of them, and they don't care that we're doing it too. So if you if that hurts your feelings, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have really? we've discussed it with them, and they don't feel like we're copying them. So yeah, positivity everywhere. We're just trying to shine a, a little better light and focus on better things in mm-hmm. light of how the hobby's been going so far this year <laughs> yikes 
a little human is stealing the show. Yes, yes, he is uh, quite, quite the extra human. <laughs> All right. So, oh, it's blue. What's so, blue? we're going to try to be normal for the next 20 minutes. Can we do it? You want me to mute myself? <laughs> no. Okay. The kids are fine. We like kids. So this is ah, testing testing uh, frequently asked questions. I did solicit for questions, and some people uh, offered some questions, and I've added them in. And so we will get the exciting. You'll get a, like a free shout out for FAQ. So if you ever want to do FAQs again, free shout outs. I know we're all into shout outs for some reason. So like keep that in mind. So what labs do testing? That's the one I get asked the most. Like, where do I go? But I don't know. I'm just confused. Uh, here's the American, full of freedom and firearms. So it's vetdna.com, RAL, which is our sponsor, Fishhead Labs, Avian Exotic Animal Clinical Pathology Labs, which is you can do it private party, but most times, like a vet uses this one and they don't have a, like a super extensive catalog of tests they do. But you probably have heard of them, or if you went to a vet, gotten a report back from them. And then the University of Florida, which is vet-mediated only. So that's the only way you can do something is through your vet. But they can do more kinds of things than anybody else. Yeah, 20 minutes, we'll be pushing it. And my dog wants to leave. Canada. So you would have to do CITES to get uh, RAL to you. Uh, but the way fish head works is you can order the, the swabs from them. They will come to you in Canada and then, and then you will send the swabs to university of Guelph. We talked about this more on, on the episode with Kayla because they were sort of working together. So Canadians you're in, you're in for the stuff that fish head does. But if you want to do a test for the stuff that Ral does, you'll need to do sites, sites, Permitting. The UK, you have a lab called Pal Vet Lab, which seems coherent. And then, Jana, can you read this? Yeah, I had I to know. copy it. it. It's it's like C-V-U-A-L. And I'm like, that's a great acronym instead of. Yes. <laughs> instead of whatever Janet just said. <laughs> and then Laboclin in Germany. So obviously the EU can like move it together. Um, and there could be more. I just, this is the ones that I know about. And this is for our Australian friends. It's a joke. I have it on right side up. But for the penal colony where all they do is drive on <laughs> the their penal <laughs> Uh, I know Dr. Tim Hyman does Sunshine, and I know there are other labs that do NIDO, but I actually don't know which, if any of them are commercial or they're all associated with universities. So for any of our, um, you know, friends that are upside down, send me a message. Because I actually have like a, in the show toilets notes, like, go the wrong way. Everything's the wrong way down there. They're going to the servo and they're, and they're, you, and they're. Like, that's what I assume they're all. Are doing you all a criminal? You get to have your toilet go the wrong way. <laughs> uh, no, I love Australians. I just like to make fun of them because they're they're different. They're a different breed. 
How do I order swabs? Oh no, how do I do it? I don't know. Jessica, help. All right, let's get out of here. Let's order swabs real quick. Go to vetdna.com, test-type backslash reptiles. Here's the form and here's the supplies. Click supplies. You're going to go to reptile and amphibian testing kits. And you're just going to buy some. It's it's so, so easy. So I buy them in boxes of 100. I buy them in boxes of 100 also. But you don't have to buy them in boxes of 100. I believe that there's like a 20 pack. A, oh, and a 10 pack. Yeah, you don't have to. But eventually you have a lot of snakes and you oh, want to. Oh, it's funny. Mine is like right over there. Same box. You give people swabs or whatever. You know, the swabs don't cost that much from here. But what if you drop one? So you always need extras. I leave them extra in my car. Whatever. It's like a tampon. You need it. I you have never know when you're going to need That's it. That's so funny. I also have like extra lab sheets in my car. <laughs> <laughs> extra pins. Like, Because if you drop it, you need to throw it away and do it again. So like this was very easy though to buy. They get sent to you in like a week. Okay. And then you have a box ready to go. Or you're needing to do fish head because either you want to they have like a slightly different kit or you have to because you're in canada you don't want to do customs you go to fishheaddiagnostics.myshopify.com backslash collections and you buy the kit which comes with shipping like prepaid to your destination so that's sort of why it's more expensive and then you wait for it to come it's also like a week or two to get to you and you could have them on hand ready to go. This one comes with a DNA stabilizer because it's sent to, it doesn't have to be overnighted back. So that's the difference if you care. But if you're a person, like I'm a person who has like many snakes, many kinds, got to do the, to me, I have to do RAL. So like shout out RAL. But if you're like, I just need one kind of test, fish head's fine. Good. You know, we don't hate anybody here. Love them all. Yeah, all the companies are great. Do the one that works best for you. I also use RAL because it works best for me. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I swab? What do I do? Oh, what is that? So the most important part for the oral swabs specifically, and the oral swabs are the ones that have anything to do with most of what we're doing on snakes is the coanal slit, which is in the top of the mouth of the snake. I, I think you need to say that again, just for the people in the back. Okay. Some tests need poopy samples and some need saliva samples. If you know you need saliva, your number one goal when going into their mouth is to spend most of your time at that special spot. It looks like Just, another special spot in case you forget. Right. You got to find it though. It's the top of the mouth. It's called the coanal slit. It's right here. Birds have them. Lizards have this spot. It's where the, the nares sort of dump into the, the mouth cavity. And the reason why that is a better place to test, we're not like 100% sure, but it's probably because there's less, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's less, uh, it's, there's less like mucus from the whole snake. So when I open up a snake's mouth and I'm digging around in there for a good time, most of my 20 seconds of gentle uh, scrubbing is in the coanal slit. And then at the end, I'll just drop down and give her a little 
Just kidding. Little pick I'll, me up. Little pick me up around the glottis. Because that would be That's like what I do. A, a long Bob the top, And then the very last, I just go and get like a whoop whoop. <laughs> right. And if it's a poopy sample, I don't have pictures of that. You're just trying to get some oh, small amount of poop, not a bag of poop. Opportunity with a bag of poop, Jessica. No bag of poop. <laughs> I didn't like feel like getting a bag of poop and taking a picture of it. Because you'd be surprised how many uh, not poops. And then some places they'll want you to do a cloacal or a, an oral cloacal swab. So we obviously go oral not ass to mouth, but mouth to ass. So if you need to do both on the same swab, I don't actually think you need to, but Australians love it. They love to go mouth to ass uh, when testing sunshine virus. Because a lot of these, you can detect viral RNA in feces too. I mean, we know this from COVID where they'll like take a sewer sample and be like, how many people in this like 10,000 person neighborhood have it? I but really hope that we don't have to tell people that you need to go mouth to ass. Everybody should <sighs> know that, right? Right? I feel like that's like... Uh, I, I have that, heard of people doing like multiple oral swabs between snakes. So like, I don't know what we don't need to tell people. I assume we need to tell them everything explicitly. Also, could you imagine HRP giving a high school sex ed class? Like how freaking it would be awesome. Would that be? I would go to that class. Yeah. yeah. You remember uh, before Dr. Drew, there was an old lady. Oh, I listened to that? Dr. Drew. But there was like a somebody in the comments, write her name. She used to do like, I don't know, it was like TNT or something after at late at night. And she was like so into butt stuff. You could tell. But she was like my favorite, I don't know, sex show lady podcaster. She was old as shit. Dr. Dr. Ruth. Ruth. Oh, I do remember her. Okay. Yeah. That was like way, way, way. Yeah. That was my formative years of like sex education. Dr. Ruth and Dr. Dre did a show together. Dr. Drew? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, They did a show together, like a late night. Yeah, they but she was it. first, and I think that's how he got his show later. Or yeah, whatever. so then she was first, and then they had one together, which is what I listened to, and then he got his own show. Yeah, classic cable TV, basic cable nighttime material. You know what I was doing at 14 or whatever. She did love the bottom. She was, like, all about that that prep. She was into it. Quit touching the comments. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just trying to help. Okay. Uh... Jurassic Art Reptile Design, Patricia PJ asked, do you use mouth props? I do not, because I don't think you need it. But if you feel like you need it, I'm in. My problem Just with- sanitize, sanitize, sanitize. Yeah, if you're doing lots of snakes sequentially, um, I mean, we can, I was supposed to do this. I have a like a demo. We, I, I don't have time to sanitize it if I'm doing like 10 like retests or whatever. So I don't. But you can. And I also worry about like breaking off a lot of teeth, which is like a risk here, which obviously snakes regrow their teeth and shed them. It's fine. But here's a snake. Oh, it's I have a green screen and a green snake. What an idiot. <laughs> hey, can you make Chris, bring me here? a snake that's not green? Yes, please, Chris. Assist, assist. Um, also, you should make yourself very big. Like maybe like shoot me away and make yourself big. See so here, you can see Christopher. 
I'm an oh, idiot. She's, a, she's a hollerin. Um, I could just talk to the people if you need to go get one. All right. Okay, I can entertain the people. All right. So comment below. I'm ready who you, to who, get your who, anus ready. No mouth to ask. Who wants to talk about um, Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla? I was totally like sneak listening to it on my little like cassette tape Walkman in my room, so I didn't get in trouble because I wasn't supposed to like everything was censored, so I wasn't supposed to be listening, but I totally was. Who is Chris H? Chris H is Chris um, Hare. That's Jessica's husband. He's our number one fan. <laughs> she yells just like my wife. It is literally like the wife yell. The, the wife bellow. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he's always in the comments making snarky comments. It's really great. If you watch, when you, if you watch enough and you're in the comments, you can see he'll like pipe in with things. Like he piped in with, there goes my tax return when the um, new ARS hatchling rat came up. <laughs> Good tidbits if you're paying attention. All right, make yourself big, lady. I'm back. Make yourself big. Okay. I mean, you can be here. It's okay. I got a snake. I wanted a it's fake snake. Oh. I was just doing like a demo. It's fine. I got <laughs> he it. brought you a real snake. He brought me a real snake. Oh, round of applause, <laughs> everybody. He is on it. I don't want it. She's mean. This one? Yeah. I don't want to swallow a real snake. We'll do it for a YouTube video. You want me to do a real snake? Please give yeah, me a little Yeah, nice just do it. It's fine. Okay. It's a tiny but you got to make yourself big, Jessica. I'm I know, but it. you're not going to be able to see it. That's how I was going to do a fake snake. There we go. All right, fine. For you people, I'll do it. You can do them both, Jessica. Compromise is the key to happiness. So this snake's a baby. It doesn't need to be swabbed, clearly. So very, very sanitary to just shove it into your mouth and bite well, it the, off. the outside doesn't matter. Here, pull it. So we got a swab. We got gloves. The gloves aren't really... It's so you don't have to wash your hands between as viciously. Right, you can just take the gloves off. Right, wash or sanitize. I got a snake. Snake. Oh, she, she does look fierce. <laughs> I don't know which. Oh, it's a boy. What? What? What is that one? It's like it's NG a, head uh, DG male that needs to go with like a pet. So you're gonna restrain the head, and if it's like a bigger snake, on, it's gonna screen. It's gonna try go. to coil up over your fingers, um, because. They don't want you to restrain their head and put something in their mouth. That's what girls say all the time, I hear. <laughs> so there's a snake. This is hard. Mm -hmm. Here's a swab. Be nice, everybody. It's backwards. For so us. I don't use a prop. I just use the, the tip of the swab to the tip, encourage guys. them to open their mouth. Just the tip. That's the tip. It, it encourages them to open up. Just like when oh, here comes the airplane. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> and they don't want something in their mouth. So most of them will like gape because they want to fight you or bite right. you or whatever. And so it's but like a big old boa usually just like has this has happened to them like five times. They're like resigned to it. So a lot of times they won't try to bite you. They're just like, you're I'm tired of this, but I'll tolerate it for 20 more seconds. Okay. So we'll Without doing anything, I'm just like forcing its mouth open. And I'm focusing way up here. 20 seconds. On that clit. I mean, what's it called again? Cloanal? Cloanal slit. Yeah, right there. 
just a tip. <laughs> so it's been like 10 seconds, 15. You could sing happy birthday, just like when you're brushing your teeth or washing your hands. Get that special spot. That's right, and Jessica. I'll do it around the glottis. And then we're done. The snake is mad, though, for sure. So you got to go put them back. Thank you, Christopher. And you don't want to touch. Yeah, if you touch the, the swab to anything else, like the substrate, it's, you it's throw ruined. it away and do it again. Yes, it's ruined. So you have to be really, like, aware of what you're doing. It needs to go right into that tube. It can't touch you. It can't touch substrate. It can't, like, oh, I dropped it on the table. You have to do it. And then normally I have, like, a bag of unused swabs and a bag of now swab swabs because you're touching the outside of it you know while you touch the snake so the, the outside of it is now dirty so i throw that in the like dirty swab to be sent and then i throw uh and i take out the clean ones after i take off my gloves obviously i don't need this but they cost like a dollar so if you mess up then you de-glove um i usually will label my stuff before i swap oh yes yeah. me so, too because once you put it in the dirty bag or the finished bag you don't want to be taking it back out to label it because like she said if that snake has nido you're like recontaminating yourself right so i just do a number on the the swabs and then i'll have a a spreadsheet of like I'll, usually it'll be like for a row anyway you can be like animal ID number, and then like the type of test. So sometimes I'll do BOAD panels on some, crypto panels on some poopy swabs, and then maybe I'll just do like a recheck of NIDO on a ball python or a recheck of ARENA on a BOA. So I, I used all of them, but so they can figure it out when they go there. If you have like a little addendum to your form, and we'll look at a form here soon. So you don't have to like have printed out different forms. You just need one form with your name and credit card information and then you can have whatever kinds of versions of tests you want with just numbered swabs sent yeah, that's what i do is i just flip it over and i number it for how many snakes i have and then i put you know to ball python i put the the id or the name i might all have names so i put the name and then the morph and then i put the test that i want and i'll like group all the tests together so like if five are getting a void panel i'll put those five together and then right. they say the next ones are crypto tests so i'll put those together just in those kind of groupings but they each have their own number and their own swap right and you don't want to be like weird about it and double check your numbers as you're doing it because like obviously you can fuck list. up too uh, absolutely for sure <laughs> That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I label first and then you check, like, so I fill out all the paperwork first and then I label all my things and then I set them up and then I like check it against the list and the number and the bin. So you, you're just like making sure that you're getting right. the right, the right. And I keep, snake. so I keep my like written up addendums forever. So like I can, re even if I, and I'll like keep all the results, I like, get emailed back in like a folder, but um, I'm just like. I'll go look through and I'll try to remember who I tested when, but if I keep all those addendums, I know who got tested when and, and in what frequency. If I can't remember off the top of my head. They do stay pissed. They they resent you for what you just did to them. They're not oh, for like weeks. <laughs> weeks they're you open their hurt. bed and they're like, motherfucker, I you hate bitch. you. Except you boas. Bitch. Boas, like, they get you used. They they're, just like, they're just like, I, I think you're touching me again. I don't really appreciate it, but this has happened a lot. The older ones, the the females, they get done like twice a year as it is anyway. So I don't use a prop. You saw how relatively painless that was. It's harder if the snake is bigger or wigglier, but that's why you need like backup to like hold the bottom third of the snake just so it doesn't wrap over you. 
Uh, easy though. So easy. But you can use mouth props. Maybe for a Viper, you would definitely want mouth props. <laughs> if it's a Viper, I'm not testing it. It's going to go wherever it's going for whoever else is. Uh, someone that. beautiful has joined us. My baby. <laughs> He's on the internet forever now. Okay, let's focus. We're supposed to be being good. Okay, then DGB Exotics, what to test for based on species? This one is hard but I'm going to try to answer it. We're going back to the Venn diagram again, which we've looked at in the crypto episode. It's like, if it hits all three, you should test, but not, but you can maybe test if it doesn't hit all three. So like, does it cause mortality and morbidity in this or other species that I own? Does it have a commercial test and does it occur at a significant rate in the species? If it hits all three test, if it, if there's no test for it, you can't test it even if it causes disease, right? Logical. <laughs> and then if there's a test for it, but it doesn't cause disease in species that you own, then you also don't need a test for it. Like arena in corn snakes. Corn snakes can get arena and they just don't care and it doesn't matter. So even those are tests for it, I wouldn't test corn snakes for it because they don't even carry it. They just get rid of it. It doesn't matter. So I would never test a corn snake for arena. In general, panels are a bargain compared to like individual tests. So this is Rao's. Can you read it? I can't even mm -mm. tell. Uh, this is Rao's form. These you are can read it if I make it big. Uh, I can't edit it right now. No, it I doesn't mean, I matter. I made my screen full screen. Okay. So these ones are individual tests. These are ones where Chad has lumped them together based on like frequency of use. So the Boyd panel, the respiratory panel, and the crypto panel. But he has told me, like, if people are like, man, I really need this panel and I think it makes sense, he would offer, like, a slight discount for, like, some other set of four or whatever. Just people need to ask him. He is so nice and he is so great. He will call you on the telephone. I don't know how he has time for that kind of crap. <laughs> but if right, you have questions or if you need help or you want to make your own panel or anything like that, you can absolutely email him and he will get back to you and he will be so nice to you and not make you feel dumb and answer all your questions. He's really great. Mm -hmm. Or you guys can message us. Um, if you're in Canada, you can message Jube Jube. Um, she is their go-to tester human in Canada. Jana has a crotch nugget and Jessica has a fur nugget. Yeah, mine's like a beef nugget though. It's a like fur nugget. That big. sounds... That sounds uh, very 70s. <laughs> so the they can, it's okay to touch the lung, uh, or not the lung, like the glottis. It's just like the more you get the pool of liquid that's everywhere else around the coanal slit, the l more likely you're getting, you're diluting your sample. Correct. That's all. But it's you can not... detect NIDO in poop. So like how diluted is it at that point? But the goal is to focus on the coanal slit because that's the most likely to get the viral sample. For the ones that have oral swabs, even for ones that aren't viruses that live in the lungs, for example, like arena, you still want to be focusing on the coanal slit. But some things you don't focus on the coanal slit because it's like crypto. The crypto lives in the digestive tract. So you're not usually doing oral swabs at all. You're going on the number two in the back door so even if you did a cloacal swab just sort of like milling around in there <sighs> uh, 
That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so like a lot of people are like, well, I don't care that stupid Venn diagram. I need you to tell me what to do because I can't figure it out. So here's me telling you what to do, but with the caveat that nobody really knows exactly what you should do because it's always changing because viruses are like becoming more and less popular. Like paramyxovirus to me rises and falls based on someone who keeps vipers or rattlesnakes or something also keeping something else like colubrids. So it'll get into the colubrid population because there's a hot keeper who cross contaminates. Then we'll have like a big spread of paramyxovirus and then all of a sudden it like goes away again. So like, I don't know what you should test. You shouldn't test for everything, but you should test for stuff based on like the, the person you're buying from's collection sometimes. What's Sanzenidae again? Uh, uh, Madagascar tree and grombos as a group. Okay. Okay. If they Thank have you. full species status, I think they might have actually been bumped down to subfamily. So Sanzenidae. I don't know. I need to like double check that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you can't keep track of all the taxonomy. Okay, so boas and pythons and the Madagascar tree boas and ground boas. Anything on Madagascar. Usually a Boyd panel is correct. Sunshine as- is specifically for uh, Borrelia, but sunshine gets in the ball pythons and sunshine gets in the boas. We have peer-reviewed literature evidence for that. Crypto panel, they don't always roll from their crypto unless it's a certain species, but I would probably test them anyway as you sort of go along and find a turd just so they don't hurt other ones. But this is like the order of importance. Boyd panel, sunshine, crypto. So if you're going to do only one, I would do like Nido for pythons and arena for boas, but it really depends. So arena, there's like exceptions. Like arena doesn't seem to bother rosy boas or rubber boas. So there's other exceptions. Like I'm not sure Kenya sand boas get any of these, any of them. Should you still Boyd panel? Yeah, probably. But I don't. Is that over testing? Maybe. That's why this is like confusing, and I can't tell you. I just know the species I work with and their susceptibilities and the frequency of that disease in my community but i don't know about other communities that well colubrids always crypto panel always all of them they all roll they all have it they spread it around they're gross they can get paramyxovirus they can get adenovirus and they have their own nidovirus but the nidovirus test that we have for ball python nidovirus i don't know if it picks up theirs it might uh, but paramyxovirus, adenovirus, and nidovirus don't happen that much. It just depends on... Uh, I, so this is one where I probably wouldn't prophylactically test. I would test on symptoms. And they all... We'll do like shows for these one day. Most of them have like... This one is like uh, regurgitation, uh, respiratory, respiratory, uh, neuro, and respiratory. So like an RI in a corn snake is suspicious to me uh, as always turtles and tortoises i don't know why they're disgusting they're like disgusting horse they have like the most diseases of anybody and i didn't even put all of them on here <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> disease factories i don't know what they've been in like i i, I would not buy a turtle or i think it's because they're like kind of communal sometimes depending on the species 
they have so many respiratory diseases. Most of these are like respiratory symptoms. They are just disgusting little animals. I don't don't keep them. No, do keep them. They're cute. But I'd probably start with crypto um, and then a, a tortoise panel. But they get a bunch also. Uh, Australian skinks, they have like bad NIDO problems. Again, I don't know if the NIDO test we have actually works for their version of NIDO. But I would do a crypto panel and they have their own adenovirus. And then amphibians, I would do Kitrid every time. Sunshine is not as happy as it sounds. Uh, did you highlight it? It's a, it's related to, it's in Paramyxoviridae. And I think it's a furla virus. But it's like a different family or whatever now. It was discovered on the Sunshine Coast of Australia. It's in Moralia, and it's escaped Australia. So we've seen it in other boids that are kept in proximity to Moralia, and it's vertically transmissible. It causes, like, neuro uh, effects. So it's like, I don't know. It's like the arena for Moralia. It sucks. That's what I would do right now. Obviously, this isn't exhaustive, and I don't know if you should do all of them all the time to every snake, but I would do Nido every time for every incoming ball python, and I would do Arena for every incoming boa, and I would do Crypto for every colubrid and every lizard, but these other ones are worth looking at, too. Straight Blast Pythons asked... What would be the best way to systematically test a collection if you couldn't do it all at once? Jana, is your child okay? Nope. She's leaving. So this is the order I would do it in. Currently symptomatic animals. So if you're like, I think there's some sort of respiratory disease in my uh, rainbow boas or whatever. Go look at all the diseases that cause respiratory symptoms. If you did a culture and couldn't return a bacterial sample and test that, whatever. Then, then I would test if any of them had ever been symptomatic for that disease profile. And then I would test any animal who had ever bred or had contact with that symptomatic animal. And then now you're in the like, you're not putting out fires mode. You're just like testing stuff to just see what's going on. Any snake from a risky source. Or lizard or turtle. So a wholesaler, a show where you don't know like how clean that seller was. Or a collection where you know they had some problems with die-offs. Next, I would test adult males. <laughs> and you test adult males because adult males have had more exposure to other animals than adult females. So breeding adult males. If they've never been bred to anything, then they haven't had that much exposure. Like a male ball python could be breeding 8 to 12 females. So he has the exposure risk of many more interactions than a, an equivalently aged female. Then females that have been bred obviously have a certain level of risk. Less than a male, but still some. So that's what I would do next. Juveniles um, would be next because they're they haven't been bred, but they're older. So they had time to be cross-contaminated. And then babies... If you're buying them in, you're obviously always wanting to test on intakes. So you could maybe manage a refund, but babies shouldn't have non-vertically transmitted diseases because they're so young. They haven't had time to be infected yet. 
Sometimes they are, though. <laughs> Sometimes they come and they're positive. This is personal experience. We're speaking from people. So always test on intake because if it's positive and you message the seller, there is a high likelihood that you guys can work something out and you can return the animal and get your money back and then buy something that's not full of nidovirus. Right. And then in general, the lowest risk animals to me, no matter what their ages are, are from people who have good biosecurity and some sort of testing protocol. So can you not test their stuff? Yes, I still think you should because we're trying to like cover all of our bases. But like, if someone was like, like I would buy a, a an adult female ball python who was a complete hoe from Jana, right? Because the probability that even though it's like had a lot of, you know what, it's but much lower. But I would still double check it. She's still gonna test on intake. I bought a juvenile from Jessica, and she requested. <laughs> The results of the test because I tested it, Do it on intake. And that was like a peace of mind thing for her collection and for my collection. And so even though I know that she is the most anal biosecurity person you could ever find, mm, you still hopefully. test on intake. Right. So so, so I, I guess like there are some people who are like, I'll wait until I have a clump of good ones. But even then, I just you want to sort it out as quickly as possible so i think it was straight blast that was messaging me they were like could you test a certain percentage of a colony to have a certain percentage um probability of having discovered all of the infection and i'm like yes but the problem with that is like it's not that much more expensive to be 100 percent tested to me so like, yeah, like we don't definitely don't recommend that, but a good starting place, like she said, is adult males, adult breeding males. If you do all of your breeder males and you test them and one of them pops positive, then you know to test his entire breeding group. Mm -hmm. And but just because that male has bred a female and isn't positive doesn't mean that he hasn't been exposed to the virus and one of his females could be positive. And it would be good if you just did everybody. But if you want a starting place, you could start with the males and like work backwards from there. Um, but a, a right. clean male does not mean that everybody in his breeding group is clear as well. Yeah, I was just reading a, uh, I think it was a doctoral thesis on sunshine virus. That's why it's like on my brain. So they like inoculated uh, carpets with sunshine virus. And there was a male that they gave a low dose of you know, viral particles to. And he defeated it and did not get infected. So someone could have it injected in their body and still not get infected. So you can pair animals. One of them has arena. One of them does not. And even touching peepees, they could still win. But you don't. You want to check. You want to check that that didn't happen, and include like incubation time into your theory. Um, sometimes it's they start to get symptomatic very quickly and sometimes they're never symptomatic. And that's just how the cookie crumbles that you would need yep. to check. You can't not check. You can't just use your eyes and be like, it looks fine. Or I got this from a really reputable breeder. <laughs> they're immune from microscopic diseases because they're a reputable breeder. I don't even need a quarantine period. I'm just going to shove really that Or they're really expensive. So their price paid a somehow lot of money. makes them immune to diseases. I've paid also. a lot of money and been shipped a Nido snake. So you decide it um, it's, it's a hard, an overwhelming 
prospect to start. Um, but if you have ever watched our other Nido episode, which is audio only, um, is it episode seven? I don't know. Yeah, everybody needs to go back and listen to seven, the real yeah. one, the crypto one. The one that says, I w- wish I'd done it sooner. That's my yeah. Nido story. Um, and literally, like the big takeaway from that is, I wish I would have started sooner. And so, even though it's very overwhelming and it's very scary, and you know, you're there is business in in play, like money's involved, and also, you know, animals that you may or may not care about. Um, and so, it's just like a very overwhelming thing. And so, for me, that's how I started. Is I started with the males, and then once you get the ball rolling each piece becomes a a manageable size chunk. And then you're also, you know, start with your biosecurity protocols, add biosecurity protocols and start with your mail. Biosecurity protocols are free. Absolutely. Cleanliness is free. And so um, you just do it one, one step at a time, one piece at a time. And once you get that piece done, then you can plan for the next piece. Um, It doesn't have to be like, I have a hundred snakes and I'm testing a hundred snakes today. If that's too overwhelming or monetarily too much money. um, We do suggest that if you're thinking about buying, you know, a $5,000 mail and none of your stuff is tested and you're not going to test that $5,000 mail, maybe save that money and start testing your thing, your animals instead mm-hmm. and wait till you've tested before you make. Right. Do you want to kill that $5,000 mail with your nasty, skanky female? Mm-mm, no, you don't. So, um, so money, even though it's a stumbling block in our mind, because you're not getting this badass male snake, you are protecting your business and your investment. And um, that peace of mind, even though like it's not a hundred percent, that peace of mind helps me sleep at night. Um, and literally, like my only regret in starting on this Nido journey is that I didn't do it when Jessica very first said you need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, there's really easy, like biteable steps for you to start with, and you to start with biosecurity. Mm-hmm. Start with quarantine. Yeah. Start with my only regret testing. is like getting complacent and not testing one snake after testing like 20. And, yeah. and so people are like, well, if I test some and they're negative, I bet everybody's fine. It nope. literally takes just one <laughs> to one not be fine. Ruin, the bunch. ruin a bunch. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I put like four or five thousand dollars worth of snakes in the ground because I just didn't intake test one. And she came out of, was fine, came out of quarantine. And I must have touched, they weren't breeding. I just touched something and the touch happened enough times. Okay. It's fucked. I can't take it and I want to die inside. But this is the life we have to live because it costs a lot of money to fuck up. It's incredibly expensive. So that $25 or $60 panel is so cheap comparatively comparative to losing your entire stock of animals yeah anyway um so hopefully this is a good reference place if you guys have more questions feel free to put them in the comments um or if there was something in this video that wasn't um, talked about that you have questions about you're always welcome to message us there's also a disease testing discord um that you're welcome to message us and get the link for because it's private um and there's you know, like a list of the breeders that are testing friendly and have like fully tested colonies and, you know, like other information and great resources. I mean, it's not much of a list. It's more like a group where you just a ask. A group. Yeah. It's like, just is ask. this person testing friendly? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I just Whatever. met the people in the group are testing friendly. Oh, yeah. And they you know spend who money, else. Spend it in that Discord. It's yes. like a no, the people land. present, not a, <laughs> not a like a 
community-wide list, I met the people present are usually fully tested right. um, and safe to buy from. But also, you know, like you don't know till you ask somebody. There are lots of people who are closet testers or just do mm -hmm. it and, and don't speak about it publicly because um, there's a lot of naysayers or like shaming happening if you're a tester. And so a lot of people just keep it on the DL. But if you just ask in a private message, usually they'll talk to you about it or maybe they haven't heard of it and you can direct them to this video. Um, there's just like the first day ha has to be the first day. Like you have to take that first step or you can't mm -hmm. get to the finish line. And so even though it's hard to take that first step, literally my only regret in this journey is not taking it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Tradesman asked, have they done any studies on a female's pass on to babies, eggs versus life worth? I don't know what kind you're talking about. So I'm going to just round up the most common arena and uh, sunshine vertically transmitted crypto nido paramyxovirus, not to our knowledge, vertically transmitted. And for people but who I, don't know what that means, would you give us a, a dumped down version of what it means while the mother is gravid, the virus crosses either the ovary or the oviduct and enters the embryo before it is born or hatched. And that means if it does that, that means it's vertically transmittable. If it does not cross into the egg or the embryo, it is not vertically transmitted. Right. So the transfer would be called horizontal, which is like peer to peer. Right. So like one infected baby to another infected baby or an adult to its mate or whatever. Um, and sometimes that can change. So like a person that has HIV virus, if you have suppressed the virus a lot, it's hiding wherever it's hiding, you can use antivirals to suppress it so much that it doesn't pass to the baby human. Uh, but, gray, gray family snakes, they test and they, um, they have a collection that is 100% tested at negative. So if you're looking to get into the Azanthic project and you want tested snakes, they have tested snakes. Yeah, I, it makes me really happy nowadays. Because, like, I, I remember I couldn't buy anything for, like, two years? It was really, really bad, guys. <laughs> and telling you, you would message people and they would just ghost you. They'd leave you on red. Like, yeah, like, fuck that hoe. Yeah. But. I'm trying, to give you, I'm trying to give you thousands of dollars. And all I want is to be able to test it on intake. And for a while, that was, like, unacceptable much to even ask. Thank and, God. And it's just like, uh, anyway, it's gotten so much better. There is so much more awareness. Lots of people are talking about it now. That was one of the main reasons. Um, I feel like, right, Jessica, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I feel like that was one of the main goals of our podcast. Sure. Yeah. Is to make it commonplace to have nidovirus in an everyday conversation. So that's why we um, talk about try to talk about disease testing casually in every single episode. So people are hearing it, people are getting used to hearing it. Um, we're trying to normalize it. it. It should be normalized conversation that we're disease testing in almost every other animal husbandry um, breeding oh programs. They have disease testing and disease testing standards and biosecurity. I didn't put this in the show notes, Janet. Let me interrupt real quick. Bree posted on Facebook that somebody was doing fostering of dogs and the, the pound or whatever gave them a distemper and canine influenza positive dog without testing or warning them. 
and it got into their personal dogs who were vaccinated, but obviously like if they get blasted with a bunch of viral particles, they can still go down. So there's their senior dog died. And I'm like, this is a big problem in dogs, dogs and cats at, they need to be PCR immediately and kept in quarantine and then placed in fosters. Bree said, yes. So like they have a GoFundMe. I just thought about this. That is heartbreaking. They have a GoFundMe to help them with the medical care for their personal pets and their other fosters that are dealing with that were exposed distemper, e- even though they're vaccinated, because like the titers go down through time and nobody checks yeah. the titers of cats and dogs. Well, it's really. like nidovirus. Even if you're fully vaccinated and up to date on your vaccine, you can still get it. It's just going to be much more mild. Did you mean... Oh, not not Corona. Sorry, guys. I wish there's Nido vaccine. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, I meant coronavirus. Yeah. So this is a problem in dogs and cats too. Uh, just the idea of like, how do we manage an infectious disease even with vaccines? As an industry, uh, it's, it's like important. Yes. So like, I was like devastated. I was like, because oh, the, there's a picture of the the son crying with the senior dog. That's done. I don't. Well, I Go. can't take it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know. It's devastating. Um, all right. I interrupted your thought. What was your thought? You, <laughs> you think remember? I still know what now we're just in, like, nah, Now we're just in chatty fun mode because we're pretty much uh, done. If oh, I, was, any- I was just ranting um, about, you know, starting today. You know, what you can do today is make sure that your biosecurity is up to par, make sure that you are testing new snakes on intake as you work through the rest of your collection. And those new tested snakes, you wouldn't add to your collection until you have resolved the rest of your collections um, testing status. Um, You can separate your babies from your adults. So they're not in the same room. You can, um, we have talked about biosecurity measures in lots and lots and lots of episodes, but um, always work down from highest, risk to lowest risk when you're doing anything in your snake room. So you wouldn't clean or feed a male breeder and then go and play with your baby snakes because you're exposing them unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So you want to, you know, start with the babies and and work to the most. Right. Um, so you can use lots of time spatial techniques that add extra layers of security. And then Billy asks, I think testing on intake is smart for people to do. We will be changing our policy. We want people to swab within 24 hours of arrival. I want the results within seven days. So this is a okay timeline, but fish head does not return the results within seven days. It can be more than that. So like you can have a criteria for like how long they swab in, but they might not get the result for a couple of weeks. That's why morph markers was such a long period of time. So since Billy's right. in Canada, you would want to respect, I don't know how long university. I was going to say, yeah, takes. Guelph, you would need to contact Guelph and find out what the um, expected return times were. And that's what you would want to make your policy, um, especially if they had proof that they had sent it or had done a, like a video of them swabbing your snake. Like, however you need to do to feel comfortable that they really did test and they are waiting test results. Um, like we can as an industry, we can decide whatever the standard needs to be. And the people who want to test on intake, we are very flexible because we want to buy these incredible snakes. Um, and if people are going to let us test, you know, like I have no problem. I usually video it swabbing the snake anyway, just to cover my own ass. Um, but like there are things that 
real testers because everybody's like, oh, but you can get scammed. Right, so, there's a lot of hypothetical humans right out of there hy- that don't yeah, exist. Hypothetical <laughs> things that aren't going to happen. So a tester is, they're going to test it. They're willing to do a video. They're willing to do like basically anything that you need them to do so that they can test. And then they're going to send off that test. They want to keep this animal. That's why they bought it. Yeah, but they spent money test, on it. Yes, yeah, so if that test comes back positive, they're going to ship it back to you, usually at their own expense. And so they're out shipping both ways and they're out the testing costs. So there is no scam here because you're getting back the original snake to do with however you have a business model to deal with that snake. Um, the only time that there would be like an opportunity to scam is if you did not require that that snake be returned to you. And that's on that's on the, the seller. They need to make sure that they're asking for that snake back because then you're not leaving any space for scammers to create um, anything having to do with the testing industry. Then Billy asked, is swabbing within 24 hours good? The only way that's an okay amount of time is if you send it to them, like for a RAL using person in the U.S., early in the week. So if you right. send it to them on, they pick it up on the hub at Thursday, they could technically overnight at Thursday for Friday, but if it's over late, the swabs will be bad over the weekend. So the only way 24 hours makes sense is if you only send it for pickup at hub on like Tuesday or something so they can FedEx out. Yeah, I would say usually this the swab same needs week. to happen within one week because the incubation period, like there's no way they infected the snake in that week. Um, so if they get it Thursday, they should be able to send it out on Monday and they should have the results by Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. But you can have rules like you can't keep this in your main room and rub snakes on it. Right. right? Yes, you exactly. Be like, it must if be in quarantine. If for a return, you need to take a picture right. of your quarantine rack. Yes. I've had people um, that I had a snake test positive and they are like, oh, well, I've never experienced this. And so they had all kinds of requirements. They wanted a picture of my quarantine setup, which I provided. They wanted me to retest the snake with a uh, film at the time, I wasn't filming them, but now I do. But they wanted me to film a test and resend the test. Um, and they wanted the laboratory to forward the test to them. So it wasn't coming from me because they wanted to make sure that I wasn't. You didn't like um, doctor it or whatever. Doctor it. Which is or... weird because you're sending the snake but it's, back. But it's fine. I had to send the snake back. This was before they were letting me send it back. And then, um, so it's like people who are testing and just trying to keep animals disease free. They're actually not trying to screw you. And they actually like, I cried when I had to send that snake back because it was a juvenile and it should not have been NIDO positive. And I was really excited about adding her to my collection. And so it's like, you have to just think of it in that mentality. Like we're not trying to fuck anybody over. We're just trying to protect our, our own investments. And so, I mean, a week, I don't know how Guelph works, like she said, but a week to test and get the results back if they're if they're us and they're using ral is usually enough time yeah or i do try to swab very quickly and i will make my fedex pickups early in the week so that i can get an answer to my seller but i've definitely like you know there was a delay and the box came in on thursday and i was like seller they're by themselves can i please send the swabs on monday yeah, I usually communicate Please. that too. Like if yeah. I have to get it on a Thursday, I'll usually say I can't send it out till Monday. Um, and I've never had anybody that that right. said it's okay to test. They're okay with waiting till Monday because I don't want it sitting over the weekend because there is a high probability that's not going to be accurate if it sat in the lab all over the weekend. So yeah, Billy asked how long the swab is good for. So if you're using fish head, you have a DNA stabilizer or RNA stabilizer. So the swab in the stabilizer is good for a long time. 
if you're using RAL and there's no stabilizer, that's why you have to either overnight it or second day air it. And I always recommend overnighting it. There's no stabilizer, but there's a lot of sample on there and they're quite good. But you have to allow your person the space to overnight it successfully. So I swab the morning of and then overnight it. Some people can do it the night before and then refrigerate. And that's fine too. Because obviously heat is bad for RNA yeah. persistence, but... If I get an animal on Wednesday, usually my FedEx is really great and the animal is there by 10 a.m. And I can literally swab it in my car, package it up and walk right back into the FedEx and ship it. And then I'll have the results by Friday. Um, Usually the next evening you'll have it. But I always say two days just to be safe. Um, But you can have it that week if they get it on Wednesday. But if they get it on Thursday, there's very little chance it will be run before the weekend. And then you're not sure if it's an accurate result and the other thing is people need fecal swabs for some of these tests not oral swabs so there needs to be time for the poop to happen so technically the first poop that occurs could be a week or two yeah i mean that's in things that you're testing for crypto um which billy doesn't apply to billy but does apply to some of the, the rest of us i mean it could ball pythons have crypto oh yes and they die from it um yeah, so most of the people who are testing are very knowledgeable and literally like super accommodating because we're just happy if people say yes that we can test. Um, and so like very knowledgeable. They have great intake procedure. They have great, you know, biosecurity. They have them in a separate room. But for your own peace of mind, you're allowed to ask for proof of that. Um, and like I said, we're not usually, uh, most of us, I don't think I've met anybody that would be offended by requests of that nature. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we I'm probably should all it. be doing that anyway right. for these high value transactions. Like, correct. I like videotaping unboxings, even if you have no planning of posting it, just be like, just so you can prove it came out dead. Hypothetically, it's $10,000. You know, I yes. know it's not dead, but like, I still, and I'll just like delete them or whatever if, a couple months later. But that's what I do too. Um, it's just like there's, there can be expectations, there can be, you know, rules on your side so you feel protected. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. Let's be clear. A, yeah. There's stellar protections here. It's not all about buyers running you over. It's just like, this is what I'm comfortable with. Tradesmen, you're going to get spanked. You're going to get kicked out. I'm going to have to mute you. <laughs> um, no bags of poop or we'll lose our, our coupon code. Um, and just to be clear, guys, if you join the um, Discord, and I'm not usually in it, so don't expect to be mm-hmm. chatting with me there, but um, there are other codes in the Discord only codes. Discord only codes that get you a better discount. So if you are planning to do a large number or you know a, a different discount. I don't know if it's better. Oh, a different discount. Okay. Anyway, there are other yeah. discounts. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, it's a cool place. Cool, cool people are there. It's more about like just like keeping in the end. Because people want to talk about like, I got a new cage or whatever, right? Uh Reggie's here. What's up? Hi, Reggie. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I'm glad we talked about this in, in the in the video format very quickly. Um I know like we didn't cover everything because like turtles are different. Snakes are di- or lizards are different. You still focus on the coanal sl- slit for respiratory diseases and lizards, but I don't have any lizards. Uh lizards. Lizbirds. Lizbirds. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? 
so like she had said at the beginning, she will be uh, cutting out just the the proper way to swab, like all the, the slideshow part of this episode. And it will be putting put up all by itself so that you can reference it for yourself or if you're teaching someone else about biosecurity and testing because they've never heard of it, you can reference that video um, and it won't have like the news <laughs> and Arlington and all that stuff. So it'll just be like cut and dry. This is this is the uh, the information regarding nidovirus. So we'll have that up as a reference always. Um, can we pin it to the top or anything? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, we're going to do a new intro video. Oh, okay. Um, you know what I mean? Secret. Remember the secret intro video? Oh, yeah, the secret intro video. Boop. We just need time to do it. Uh... Yeah, Super Snake Syndicate is correct. The stress of shipping can make a virus show. So that's why like, it's still worth allowing, even if you test, allowing and maybe even forcing your buyers to test. Be like, double check me, double check yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. Like when I got a snake from Jessica, she was excited. That's free double checking. Yes, she was like, yes, I'm doing it right. <laughs> you know, like it was reassuring to her and to me yeah. when she bought a snake from me that what I was doing was working. Um, and if we're all doing it and we're all double checking each other, you know, this disease can be minimized or even eliminated in the long run if we're all being vigilant. Um, and, you know, maybe we could get that number down from, what is it, like 10%? So, like, in the literature, like NIDO, for example, can be as high as 20 or 30% in infected collections. So, like, there are, like, aggregate numbers, 20 or 30%. But here's a fun fact. I have never received a ball python with nidovirus i've tested you've never received one with nidovirus i have on several occasions no i know you have but i'm saying like whoa it's, it's just lucky and dumb like i have even bought adults but like i've only bought ones that after a while that would let me test so like there's a self-selecting criteria of people who think they don't have a problem you know what i'm saying so like it's just if you test that sort of is protective because then you're like able to get guarantees. I think Billy says, I stand behind all my animals and many people let them know they test. So good. Yeah. So even if you're I, not I, on board, you should. Even if you're not testing on intake, right. you, you can still allow someone else to make that choice, which is great. Billy absolutely right. lets you test. I have tested all my animals from Billy. They were all negative. Mm -hmm. um, and he was 100% supportive and he wanted to hear the results that I got. Um, and so, like I said, you don't have, if you don't choose that for yourself, which everyone should choose it for themselves, but we don't get to decide that you should at least have a policy in place to allow those of us who want to test on intake to be allowed to test. And then there was another question. Um, would it be worth stressing your snake out just to test? <sighs> so <No. laughs> I, I mean, like if you're a scientist, yes. So they will give snakes and lizards stuff to suppress their immune system artificially like steroids to make them try to detect the virus when it was like well suppressed by the snakes or lizards immune system but you don't do that because you're just keeping them as a pet right but if they happen to do something stressful like breed or lay eggs yeah anytime your females trip, lay or just, just swab them real quick just double yeah. check um, if you are testing colubrids when they come up from um, from brumation, that's a great time to test. Or like she said, after they lay, you can just routinely ch 
check females after they lay because it's an extremely stressful event for them. But I wouldn't like mail your entire collection to yourself so you can test them all. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's not yeah. necessary in my opinion. You're not a scientist. You don't need like a, a set amount of suppression to double check something. So, all right, this was like a long answer. And okay. this is covered in like episode seven a lot, but we'll try to do it shorter here. Uh, do you want to do it, Jen? Okay, so I've had this happen to me personally in my personal collection. So what I did is I started out with all the males and uh, one of my males tested positive. And so I tested all of the females in his break group. So that was, okay, step one was biosecurity. Step two was testing males. Step three, I tested his breeding group and so these were like manageable pieces that i could bite off and some of the ones in his breed group tested positive and some did not so mm -hmm. everybody who tested positive went into their own quarantine rack in a completely different room from any of my other reptiles the ones that were exposed but did not test positive went into a different quarantine rack in a different room um, because they'll need to be retested in 90 days, which I did. And right, because they could still be negative. within their incubation time. Correct. Everybody. But there's there's exposure they were exposure. Event. Of, there was an exposure event and they were at risk. So I had an mm -hmm. at risk quarantine and I had a positive quarantine. So many quarantines. <sighs> now, I loved some of these snakes dearly. So you don't have to do this, but I did it because I was in shock and needed confirmation. And I retested my favorite snakes just to see if they were still positive and newsflash 30 days later they were still positive so that was a waste of money <laughs> but no I, it's not I, a waste of money it made me it's feel okay better. to double check positives in right. case like you flip the swabs together and you fucked it up whatever like i don't like begrudge someone but like don't expect them to change a lot of people are like, I had a, a status flip. I'm like, good for you. You're like one in 99.9 because right. I've done hundreds. Now, because no it was status a, uh, its own breeding group, um, I wanted to not kill my snake because he was my favorite um, and it was his breeding group. So I continued to let those snakes breed, but they had their entire own section, their entire own tools. They had their own day. And on that day, I would feed them. I would clean them. I would change their water and I would not interact with any of my other reptiles. So even though I was following very stringent biosecurity as a buffer, I made sure that I did not interact with any of my other reptiles. And after, um, after a while, so they did lay, but the, the, ba the eggs were not uh, viable. They did not hatch. Um, so for me, the best thing to have done would have been to immediately euthanize. Um, now some people aren't comfortable with that. And I know I've heard some people say, oh, I can put it in a pet only home. The risk of putting it in a pet only home is if they really understand the significance of nidovirus, because what if they decide, oh, I really love the snakes and now I'm going to get another one. And even if you explain it, they're like, it's probably fine. Um, or I'll just be really careful or maybe their kid goes off to college and they're like, oh, I need to get rid of the snake. And they sell it to somebody else and they forget, oh, it has nidovirus. I, so I just think like the best thing to do, and this is in my opinion, the best thing to do is to euthanize those positives. And so then the next step after that, the first two initial groups that I tested was to um, test the other breeding females. And I also randomly tested some of my hatchlings and that was completely random. I just like one from each row, basically. And that was for my own peace of mind. Um, I already had pretty good biosecurity just because 
I was a medical assistant. And so just, it's pretty natural to me. Um, but I had terrible biosecurity, uh, food protocols, um, which we've talked at nauseum in other episodes, but I'll go over it really quickly. Um, if you feed frozen thought like I do, and you present, say, a female who's breeding age, a rodent, and she's like, F you, not today, son. And you're like, okay. And then you shut it and you open the next one and you offer it to her. If the first one struck at it because she was pissed off at you, and then you offer it to the next one, you could possibly be cross-contaminating. And so what we say to do is to have biosecurity bubbles. And so the females in the same breed group, if one doesn't need it, you can offer it to somebody else in that same breed group because they're already being exposed to each other because of, they have the same male. Um, so I did not do that. I would just like literally go to the next one and I would just be like, la, 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 la. Let's not waste a life. <laughs> and so that's something it's I really just, needed it's to like change. Something you didn't think about. Not even a little bit. It hadn't occurred to me at all. Yeah. Um, and so then I tested all the rest of my adult females and I had about 40 snakes at the time. And then like maybe like 20 babies. Um, and none of my other females tested positive at that point. Um, but I did later, like what was it, like three months later, I bought a whole collection and I tested every single one of those on intake. And I had some positives in that as well. And I had asked for their breeding information. So I know, knew who the breed groups were. And then anybody that was exposed in those breeding groups went into its own quarantine. So at first, everybody was an island because I didn't have any testing results. Then I got positives. And so those moved into the positive quarantine until I had time to deal with them. And then any that were exposed had to go into an exposure quarantine. And those need to be retested in 90 days. Um, and then I euthanized immediately the ones that were positive. So it's, it's, there's a lot of troubleshooting that happens, but there are some people that have NIDO in their collection and they're totally fine with it. And they're just like, woohoo, I'll just keep breeding. No big deal. And their colonies are stable and stuff. Like that's not how I, how I do it. And so this, I don't know, Jessica, jump in here. Yeah. I mean, there it's, some animals are stable a long time. So if they're not moved and nothing too exciting happens to them, they can be stable indefinitely. And some like boas that are arena positive can live 20, 30 years. I don't think they should be bred, but they could. We have a, a system where positive infectious animals are kept as pets. It's called IVF positive cats. Um, and they're lovely pets and they are infectious and they shouldn't go to the pound or whatever. So I think we can do it. It's about education. Like, if you got got a NIDO convalescent snake, you need to know what that is. Just like an IVF positive cat owner needs to know what yeah, that is. Yeah, it can be done just for my own peace of mind. It was very Yeah, stressful. people are dumb, but I think it's um, possible to my, rehome a positive animal. Right. My my kids, um, be, it, I mean, they were completely quarantined and separate, but my kids know which snakes are super friendly and super fun to get out. And my favorite boy who was positive, who I tested more than once, um, he would hang out at the front of his bin if anybody was out in front of him and he would want to come out. And we used to get him out and he would climb all over the couch and he would climb all over the carpet. And it's like when they have NIDO, you can't let him do that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was just like really detrimental for me to continue to keep them, even though I could only interact with him once and very limitedly. Like I wasn't taking him out and letting him crawl all over me or anything. I right. literally was like don't touch me. I'm changing your water and I'm changing your poop and here's a rat. And then, you know, and then you're like sanitizing and washing your hands and then you do the next one. And so it, 
it just I didn't feel like it was a very high quality of life. And plus, it, it was putting the rest of my investment in potential danger, even though biosecurity was good. Uh, mistakes can be made. And I have kids that help me sometimes and, and they understood that they had NIDO, but I don't think they understood biosecurity. And so I think that's why my son doesn't like snakes. Because I just scream at him. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, we'll touch one room and touch the next room. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I don't say that, by the way, but that's what I mean. Like, you can't touch the boa room and then touch the ball python room room the whole room or that region like don't Literally, you can't touch I the floor to you can't house, touch i would put on gloves and then i would like hold my body as small as i could and just not touch anything <laughs> so we sort of answered this bohemian he said i'd ask uh, i mean if contact and seller is not an option what do you do with them you can humanely euthanize them either yourself or with a vet or you can place them in a home with very strict severe you know, results or try to maintain a NIDO positive colony as long as they are, you feel safe about it and they're safe and they're in okay condition and maybe breed them for animals that have no vertical transmission, but it's up Um, to you. So uh, Kara Shea asked, um, she is a pet only breeder and she thinks that it's not something she needs to worry about. And I, I disagree. So you don't need to be testing your babies before you like sell them but you would still want to test your own colony um your own collection and testing on intake for yourself so your producing animals should be tested because your entire colony can collapse and then you won't be producing any snakes um so the baby only or a pet breeder oh she only has a pet yeah you still want to test your pets because you love your pets you don't yeah. want them to oh, you absolutely. Other, so right? after I tested all the males and I had some comeback positive, I immediately tested mine again because he was my personal favorite and my pet. And then each of my kids is allowed one that's their pet. And so I immediately tested all the pet snakes for peace of mind because I was freaking out. And so if you are a pet keeper and they are your friends and a member of your family, you would absolutely want to know if they were healthy. All right. Were there any more questions? I forget. Uh, there was a lot of talking while we were talking. Hit some uh, more questions. Just a second. Uh, well, and then also, I, I I did some countries with tests, but not all countries have tests, and not all countries have really good vets. So then your default is to back up to like biosecurity as as hard as you can. So like we're not racist to other countries here. You know, if you live in Brazil, obviously you have. PCR labs, but you might not have anything commercially available to you that you could use. So, like, respect biosecurity, highest measure. That's the first and cheapest option. But for the other, the rest of us, we can try a little harder to like manage the system to our best capacity. Right. Um, John Feely is talking about the state of the industry and a lot of people getting out and buying um, breeder collections, like older collections. So, like I said, I have done this, it is doable. Um, people who are getting out and selling their entire collections um, usually will not give you a NIDO guarantee. So you are taking on the assumed risk. They are not. So like when you buy a snake, a single snake, and you're adding it to your collection and then you're testing it in that first week or two, depending on the diseases you're testing for, 
um, the liability is on the seller because you haven't had a chance. Yeah, to you've, you've been paying retail. Okay. Right. And then if you buy a collection, that person's getting out. They are done. They no longer have a business. You have bought their business and you are taking on the assumed risk of those snakes. Uh, most people who are getting out, they are not going to sell to you if you are like, will you just test a few just to be sure before I buy yeah, it? Yeah, I tried to buy that, the next. That, that one collection. Oh, the, there was a in, huge, amazing in Olympia. Collection. And I was like, yes. I will come and test before I'll give you like money down. And they're like, I'm scared you're going to hurt them. I'm just like, fuck you. Okay. Yeah, most people won't. So if you are going to be buying collections, you absolutely need to have, they need to be quarantined together, not with your collection. They absolutely need to be tested at least twice. Every animal uh, tested on intake when you receive them and then tested at 90 days. And um, like I said, you can follow the procedure that I did. Um, if they're in an exposed breeding group or um, in a, um, or if they are positive, there needs to be additional quarantines away from that main collection that you purchased. And they should never interact with any tools or equipment or spaces that your current collection um, occupies or uses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, we can talk about the industry now a little bit. It is a sad week. I have, I have blown. This week has sucked for people getting out. <laughs> one more question please send me all your normals they sell for 150 dollars, and we can split the profit how, how are we gonna get them there we're gonna have to like say, how do you how much does it like, to ship them drone them over on like low altitude <laughs> drones and little packets yes. and drop ball pythons on, on little here. reptile boxes with heat packs <laughs> it'll be fine uh, um yeah, a lot of people are getting out. And I had a lot of questions and like talking like, well, when do I buy in to like these cheap collections? And I'm like, uh, you don't like this is like a, a like a, a, a financial sort of part of this. It's like, when do you buy at the dip? There's no dip. All of the, the morphs are just going to do their normal downward thing to what they were doing anyway. So like buy when you want it, when it's safe and when it's a good investment and when you like what you see but don't buy because it's cheap because then it's probably got nido fuck <laughs> buy it because it's good and you like it don't buy the dip this is like dollar cost averaging but for snakes yeah okay no one well and like predict that the bottom collection or that i bought interest. that collection that i bought jessica would not have bought that collection Ooh. when i bought it she was like you crazy bitch and she was like she called me big ovary jana for a while and we called it the balls deep uh collection she went balls deep not that was not their name we called it that because i assumed the financial risk for that but the risk reward for me was there and i could have really gotten fucked <laughs> Yeah, like if, her, yeah. like specifically, if the very expensive animals of that oh, collection yeah, were positive, not like other ones, then it wouldn't have been worth it to buy it. But because it, it it can still work out, but like yeah, and it did, and it I just but like I depends on your like risk tolerance or whatever. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do that today. But it is doable if you're willing to take on that financial risk, to, and you're hoping for the risk. This the reward is greater than the risk you're hoping for that outcome but you don't have any control over that outcome you could buy it and every single one could have nido and you could euthanize it and you could be out fifteen thousand dollars um it just really or everyone has arena and they die right away <laughs> just like right away holy fuck okay can you like arena and ball pythons because they they'll, they'll start with like a head trimmer or whatever 
and then it just goes really bad really fast people like think that about naito they're like well don't doesn't naito wipe them all out immediately no the sneaky pythons are well uh, well adjusted to their naito but when they get something special and fresh that they're not well adapted to or when multiple naito strains tango together and have a party um, Julie B says she's a pet only and will test all that come into the family. I have a snake from both Jenna and Jessica and I plan to test. They are both still quarantined from each other and I have had them for months. So the best option, so you absolutely can still test them, but the best option for, which is why we say test on intake is because if that animal comes in and is positive, 99% of breeders will give you a refund upon receipt, like return of the animal. Um, if you wait months and months, and then try to like talk to them about getting a refund, then you're not really eligible anymore for that refund. And so that's why it's, that's why we stress so much testing on intake. Not only it protects your, um, your collection, it protect, protects your investment. Um, so and, and, and your, your time, own, right? Like if time, you waited right. six months to test or whatever, and you loved it and it was your snuggle muffin. Yeah. Now you have snuggle muffins and if they're positive, yeah. then, then that's really going to be crushing. Um, more rather than just like a, a disappointing, sad thing, it's going to be a crushing thing. And right. when you lose a pet to not a virus, it is soul crushing. It is soul crushing. And I euthanized my own snakes, um, humanely euthanized. It sucked. I cried the whole time. Um, and I could have gone to ugly the vet. Cried, and, probably. Ugly cried. Right. I could have gone to the vet and asked them to do it and not have done it. But I felt like as a breeder, um, I felt like that's part of it. Like you should be able to humanely euthanize snakes because I'm a snake breeder. So I need to know how to do that and need to be able to handle it emotionally. <laughs> I balled the whole time, but I did it and I survived and it was soul crushing. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't wish that on anyone, which is test on intake, even if they're your pets, even if you're a breeder, if you're a big breeder, there are lots of avenues that you can travel down to begin your testing journey and your biosecurity journey um but you can't begin your journey until you take a first step mm-hmm. yeah i think we did it were there any other questions there were some but there was like 10 minutes ago now i'll um, scroll up just a second Yeah, I I mean, just in terms of like people getting out this week, there have been a ton and like respect, but I just because of the like unfortunate news where a bunch of um, ball pythons were found uh, frozen to death in Canada outside because they were abandoned or whatever. Just like as people get out, you need to like help them get out. Like the people who are still in, in some ways, like, like when people get out, if they're so demoralized that they want to sell everything and not keep a couple as a pet, there's like always the risk the animals are going to get like the worst shake of it. So like, I don't know. The animals always get like the ass end of like, oh, my hobby's not fun. I'm not going to treat my animals very well. That's I'm not saying anybody's that's doing this, that, but like, be mindful if animals need to be rescued, if we need to give them a thousand dollars to pick up the rack to sort them out because if people are going to be getting out in droves and don't get the money they want the longer that goes on the less care the whole market will have that's all i can think about every day um what advice do you have jessica if all this information is overwhelming people and giving them anxiety um the the 12 steps of grief (laughs) 
Uh, my advice is literally what's the next best step that you can do. Like I said, if you try to eat the elephant in one go, it's, it's impossible. But if you pick the next best step, um, if you frozen feed or live feed, you know, start not cross contaminating your rodents in with your snakes. So if it goes in one bin, it doesn't go into another or it goes into another in the same breeding group. Um, that's a very easy step that you can start today. Um, and there are just like bite sized pieces. So, you know, make a list of things that are bite sized pieces that you can manage and get those going and don't worry about all the rest until you can get there but you have to start somewhere but you don't have to do everything the first day like you yeah just nobody's manageable pieces. as psychotic as i am right away okay i've built this <laughs> tower of nonsense of like opinions and like techniques over time so when we like talk to them we're like we do this and that and i know this and i'm not that sure about adenovirus and king snakes on mountainsides or whatever that's just from me being literally devastated by having to euthanize every snake I owned in 2008 and then came back and was like, what do we need to do to not do that shit again? So I just like baby steps. You should probably listen to the whole back rack. We got all of this in different like dribs and drabs and different forms. It's, 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 it's beautiful. Um, and then ask questions and ask for help whenever you need to. And it's not just ball pythons. It's every animal in the world. That exists. Every animal industry in the world has to deal with this. It's, yeah, it's not just us. Guys. Right. Just so like if you want to breed rats, you have these problems. If you want chickens, if you want goats, if any animal in, in the whole existence will have disease concerns and like biosecurity and potentially some testing to mitigate it. That's why we just talked about the dog thing. That's a dog. We thought we had um, that one so, so solid. Cute music in the background provided by Magnolia. I apologize, guys. Um, so Tradesman Exotic says, can any of the reptile viruses cross to rodents? Um, no, mostly sometimes. So, okay, so what I'm talking about with um, using cross-contaminating with a rodent is if the disease from the saliva gets onto the rodent's coat and then you feed it to another snake, it is ingesting that virus into its body. And that is how it could be contaminated. The rodent isn't getting nidovirus as far as I understand it. Yeah, um, for nidovirus, correct. So I wasn't saying that the rodent's now sick. Like what you do with live, don't you, if they don't eat it and there's nobody else in that breeding group, don't you just stick it back in your rack? And yeah, like so the rat will go be a rat and will clean its fur and live. And the rat and does not get nidovirus. And I can yeah. feed it uh, next week or whatever. And it's, to me, clean. I've never seen that be a transfer uh, risk. It, like the rat itself is a fomite. But like, we're talking about viruses currently, but like pinworms can be in your rat and then you feed a live rat to a snake and you can give pinworms to your snake. So there are things that can transfer to your snake, but it just doesn't happen to be nidovirus. So like, that's why I was like, um, there's both the fomite component and then like the things that could get into your snake and or the stupid pentastomes. What's, what's fomite? A fomite is a, like the object that has virus or bacteria on it. That is the, 
the transfer of it. So it's not like <laughs> I'm coughing on you, you get COVID. It's <laughs> I cough on the door, you touch the door, you rub your eyes, you have COVID. So okay. that's what a fomite is. It's not the, it's just the item. So, you know, you give smallpox blankets to your best friends down the street. Um, that the, the smallpox blanket is the fomite. Um, so Billy asks why breeders wouldn't allow people to test on intake because it's not costing them anything. So there's a number of reasons. This is the policy that Morph Market was trying to roll out, just that you allow people to test on intake. They weren't asking you to test any of your animals. They weren't asking you to test on intake. They were asking for room to allow those who test to test on intake. And it got shut down so fast and people were so outraged and so angry. And so it just, it causes a lot of big emotions and it's like literally not that big of a deal. And um, it's hard to understand. Maybe they're scared because they don't know their status. Um, they're worried that if it comes back positive that you could taint their name or they're worried that you could be mm -hmm. um, specifically trying to tap sabotage their brand or, you know, like they just get all these like malicious scammer, sabotager, bad people vibes from the whole situation. And like I said, most people who are testing their animals and asking to test on intake just literally want to stop the disease from right like if i was going to scam them wouldn't i buy it don't tell them i'm going to test right test a f and make a fake you know what i'm like make a fake one i'm, I'm like to make a fake one and like people are like what well they're probably keeping a nido positive so that they right. can scam and you out say of they have literally aids like, like just make shit up but right. Like, nobody's it's like, nobody's or like, oh, it died, and now I've sold it on the black market. He, he, he. Like, that's not what's happening here, people. They're literally testing. If it's positive, I don't know anybody in the testing community who is unwilling to ship that snake back to the original seller. I, I've never met anybody. If you've met somebody that's not willing to do that, please correct me. But right, and I think that one's important. Although most sellers have been so like, you need to important. call it yourself, and I'm like, I can, but I think you should want it back. Because you need to check me. Yeah. You double check. You absolutely get it back and test it yourself. Like there is yeah. a, you should have a intake quarantine available to you in case this ever happens. And then you can retest that animal to prove or disprove whether it was positive, but you can refund that person the money because you now have the snake in your possession and there was no room for any kind of shenanigans shenanigans and you know if it tests negative when you test it then you as a business person can decide what you do from there irrespective of that interaction um, right if it and, it and just to be clear i don't think we've ever said this if it comes back negative i wouldn't just like put it into your general pop i would retest 90 it. days 90 yeah. days people because like something could have happened and they could have been trying to trick you but maybe not but you know, if you go look at like the longitudinal studies for NIDO or whatever, you'll see like animal be like positive, 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 and then it just dips negative. and it just happens to be negative. It just was doing good that day. Positive, yeah. positive, positive. So like it could be positive, but you, it's your due diligence time to double check, not like whatever. I think we've been, uh... <laughs> I don't think that's a communicable disease. Christopher Hare. He says the snake I bought gave me a foot fetish. I think this is worth saying, Jessica. Yeah, this is a problem. Big problem. Confucius says never keep your bows in the same room with your pythons. I mean, they could be in the same building. But like, I would keep them as far apart as possible. 
for real. Um, I think we're done, Jana. Hopefully everybody stays in the industry that's in the chat right now. I'm rooting <laughs> for you. That's my positivity. There's corner. been so many dropping out this week, like flies. Literally, it's insane right now. It's rough out there, guys, but hang on. I, it's I'm, be I'm excited about the 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 Q1 price report for ball python prices now. I was I was just like, whatever. Now I'm like, let's right. go. I'm gonna That's go coming in April, beginning of April. Yeah, because I'll wait until March 31st. We have a full. If you don't know months. what she's talking about, she's gonna do a stonks episode every quarter. So for mm -hmm. a year, um, it's gonna become a regular segment on HRP where she does uh, her magical spreadsheets price assessment thing with her wonderful brain yeah. that we all enjoy I, I'm so excited much. it's gonna be like bears bears are gonna be in charge i because <laughs> i the, the high end stuff is definitely coming way fucking down way fucking way down, down. and yeah. i wanted to see like how many ever even moving at those prices and like i was with marshall and I, he was like what do i buy and i'm like marshall i don't know <laughs> you can't ask me because i don't know because there are way too many cheap fucking heads so cheap Double at DG Clown, double at DG Cryptic, yes. females, and they're Dirt everywhere. Cheap. And, and they're, they're the same as like whatever and I'm like, why without would you the go, hats. What are we going to do? You can't go buy the double if the hats cost $500 when the double visual is 10000 I mean, you can, if, if you have girls ready right now who will take that sweet jizz and will like le le leverage it. So I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, Marshall, go buy like a monarch puzzle, double head. Like that's the, it's like the weirdest double or a monarch <laughs> monsoon i don't care but like otherwise I, I, I don't know what to do so i need to look at these prices i'm excited about it after the show just looking there's a lot of cool snakes at the show but i was like i don't know i wanted the, the white collar saracenorums that's what i wanted to buy so is that like a barometer of like what i want i wanted dion's rat snakes weren't there but the white collars were and then John Philly says it will change. Always does. Can't see what's waiting to happen. Yeah, I'm. I don't think it's going to be like the worst, but this year is very interesting to me because we it's still have a ton really of inventory to do ton. it. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. All right. Somehow time. we talked for two hours and twenty one minutes. <sighs> right. I gotta go. I gotta go, people. <laughs> let's let's cut this. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming. See you next week. Test your shit. Test Love on intake have Baby more babies steps. got godspeed warfels morphs wife oh congratulations <laughs> hopefully it's quick and easy ouch <laughs> bye everybody take care bye, -bye.